speakers and some days it doesn't. Oh, it depends on how I have it hooked up, like in the in the program. Okay, all right. And some it like sometimes I just mute the top. That way you don't it's not as loud and the microphones don't pick it up. All right. Well, no. But it's fine. It just really just stacks it when just the microphone picks up. Just needed to know something. Just wanted to know. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, we're back. Episode forty-eight of the episode two- forty-eight. That means four more episodes until we reach a year. That means a month from now we will be a year. How, no, what date is that? This is our baby. What date our is that? Our very ugly, odd, and misshapen, dark-humored baby. Let me, absolutely. One, two, three, four. On March 4th, the mm-hmm. March 4th episode. Put it March, on your calendar. Put it on your fucking calendar. You got to tune well, in. Well, no, then. actually, no. It'll be on the March 6th. March 4th is when we record it. I don't know. Maybe we'll do it live. Maybe it's special to both live. Probably not. You going to stream it? Um, we can stream it. We can stream it, I guess. Yeah, we can stream it. For all you bad bitches on that are in the office. So, let, yeah, let's do that. It'll be a live let's show. Let's order pizza, too. Maybe oh, fuck do... no. Let's not order let's pizza. Let's order pizza. <laughs> Dude, I'm not eating pizza and having to talk. Cause you, have you seen me eat? I mean, you don't have to eat um, and um, talk. Um, we can just order the pizza and then, like, you know, we'll get to it eventually, right? Absolutely. I mean, we'll get to it eventually. So, I mean... You know, after watch our year long celebration pizza party slash years. Oh man! Wait till we drop the flyer. Wait till we drop the flyer. It's like five bad bitches and a pizza and a hookah. Uh-huh. <laughs> with oh, like man. one bo- one bad bitch with a bottle of Hennessy like right on her ass. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't even I don't even do hookah. So my week was terrible. How what was your happened? Week? <laughs> what happened? You got to tell the people. I definitely got to tell the people. If you, I mean, so. If you have this nigga on Medium. If you have me on Medium or Twitter or Facebook or any other of them social media outlets, even on Snapchat, I put it, I threw it up on Snapchat. He even somehow. threw it down in the group chat. And it goes down in the group chat. All of that. So I threw up this article this week about, um, and it's called Being Ugly Isn't a, what did I fucking call it? Being Ugly Isn't a Death Sentence. There we go. There we go. So. Earlier this, nah, it was late, la- it was sometime last week. So I've had, and this may be, I don't know, I always hate talking about like weird, gross shit that happens to my body, but I think it happens to everybody. Like everybody get, has at least something. A growth or a pimple. Yeah, or something along Yo, those I lines. Yo, I used to have a wart when I was a kid. I used to have a real bad wart on my forehead. Really? Yeah. Did it like? It was like, it was like a thing I had constantly for like about six months. And then, like, my mom took me to the Get, doctor. Get, like, six warts, like, Krillin? In the no, 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 no. Just, like, one <laughs> big wart chilling here. like, And I kept pulling it off and pulling it off and pulling it off. Get it out of here, B. Yeah. Fuck that. My mom was like, stop it. You're going to scar your forehead. I did. I had, like, a, like a little scar here until I was, like, in the fourth grade. And But, like, so I had a cyst in my face, which, I mean, I think, like, a cyst isn't common, but the people I've talked to, like, they've either had it or they hadn't. So it's like, I don't mm-hmm. know. I've talked to a couple people, and it was like, oh, yeah, I had one. You know, they, you know, da, da, da. so I had a cyst in my face. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one, I had actually m- multiple, and I had one taken out a couple years ago before I started my job because I knew, like, and then they were like, oh, you got to come back to have the second one taken out. And I was like, um, I'm kind of starting a job. I don't really want to do that. Plus, like, I don't. I'm not cool with like leaving scars on my face and look like Yamcha and some shit like that. You're not gonna get that big a scar. So, well, so fast forward. What was it now? Two years later. Two years mm-hmm. later, the cyst that was in my face, even though it was chilling, it was being all like you know, non-confrontational about this shit. Just passive aggressive cyst. Very passive aggressive cyst in my face. Mm-hmm. Um, it just decided, hey, you know what? Infection time. And infection it's time? just gonna get infected 
and inflamed. Was it like was it like the growth from like Family Guy? Was it talking to you? It was. Did it ha- was it like the you remember uh, Invader Zim Pastulio? Yes. Wait, no. The big pimple he had. It was like very hypnotic. I'm still thinking of. I'm still thinking of Family Guy, but go, <laughs> yes. Pastulio. <laughs> he still like mesmerize the kids with it and make them do whatever he wanted. But it was it was this fucking like. It, it got, like, I was trying to hide it under a Band-Aid, but it was fucking huge and gross. Nellyville is what I called it. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I, I said, you know what? I'm not coming to work until I get this thing checked out. Um, luckily, it just happened to be a Monday. So, <laughs> and then, like. Nobody likes Mondays. Nah. So, I was like, I'm not coming to work until I get this shit checked out. Got it checked out. It was this huge infection. Mm-hmm. They sliced open my face. They, like, picked it out. And all the pus came out and all this shit. Mind you, I also got, like. Ten shots with a needle in my face to keep it from getting infected and flushed. No, out like to the... keep to numb my face for when they cut that shit open. Oh, so nah, that was fun. That shit. Oh, well, after the sixth one, you don't feel it anymore. <laughs> oh, because that's when it kicks in, right? <laughs> that's it when just... it sort of kicks in. But like ten, it was like, oh, got to do another one right here. I was like, Yo. oh, that reminds me of when I got my root canal. I have like one root side of my canals one of the worst. One side of my multiple. face. Yeah, I've had I've had two. So I had two, like, two and two different weeks, mm-hmm. and I felt like Sylvester Stallone on each side of my face one, at one point. Dude, root canal. I'm so glad that they've got, like, my my <clears throat> dentist now, I had, like, a, before I had, like, an old dude dentist who would just, like, didn't give a fuck and just, like, you know, stop being a pussy. Back Damn. in my day. Yeah, stop being a pussy. And He's just probably, like, them. a Marine dentist. He was some old dude. He was some real old, old dude. Not Army dentists and doctors. They don't really be caring. Nah. And then, so now I have these cool two women dentists, like a dentist and a dental assistant who are OD cool. I have this hot Russian, like, dentist. Mine isn't Russian. I'm not sure what race she is. She seems, she might be Spanish. She might be black. She might be a mix of both. She might be black. She might be white. She's some sort. She's a mix of races. Shout out to you, sexy dentists. Right. Absolutely. Just, you know. We can get up in each other's mouths. (laughs) Beautiful dentist. But, yeah, at least now they have. I know your teeth are good. I thought he would use, like, a swab or something because that's what my dentist uses now. Before she sticks needles in my mouth, she uses the swab to numb. The swab to numb your mouth. And then she's like, hey, I'm going to go ham town with this needle in your mouth. And Uh, I'm like, okay, cool, because I can't feel that shit anyway. Yo, when I first seen the needle that they use to, like, numb you, it's it's like a thick fucking needle. Yeah. It's not like something small and simple. And then when they pinch into your gum, it feels like you're being invaded and probed, my nigga. It's, it's, it's fucking terrible. It's I feel like a science experiment. Um, So he didn't use any of that. He just said, you know what? I'm going to go crazy town on your face. Watch <laughs> out. And just, you know. Ding. Slu- he, ding, ding, ding. He sliced open my face. Um, He took a, a bulk of it out and said, you know what? All this infection and all this you know, bacteria and all this shit needs to clean out. So we're just going to leave your face open for the next week. And I was just like, um, all right. Well, well has it healed? It's it's healing. I still, I still prefer not to go back to work, not just because it's work, but it's just like I'd rather not have an open wound because I still have to, like, maintain this shit. Mm-hmm. So I still have to, like, change out the gauze and, like, wash it out and do all this other extra shit. You want to see a picture of it, actually? Oh, go ahead. Sure, you sure? Because you're the it's first okay. person. It's okay. I used. To, I'm one of those kids that used to play Mortal Kombat and like eat breakfast. You're the first person who've actually wanted to see. Oh, that's crazy. So that's my face now. You look like it look that ass looks like they hit you with a bullet, my nigga. I, feel, I know. I feel he like looks I, like he looks should like. Should I that... post this up as our? No, like... no, 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 no. You're gonna put the logo right over that hole. You're gonna. <laughs> 
you gonna play? Nah, nah. If you'd like to see it, you know, you can just just ask, message me. Just slide just in my DMs, and I'll send you the pics. <laughs> this is the first time anyone's ever gotten a DM of someone's like scar like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're if you're gonna, gonna use it to incriminate fetish. me, go ahead. I don't really give a shit. Nah, you look like Edward Norton at the end of Fight Club. <laughs> like that hole is pretty fucking big. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So eventually they have to close it up. But um, so like for like the I guess the few moments right after i finished i texted you i was like yo i can't I'm probably not gonna be able to do the podcast this week yeah i was like damn i was wild I, I thought i was gonna have to call him in through like the station phone and, and we're i do wouldn't the show have, i wouldn't have wanted to do the phone the show over the phone it's just i feel like you'd be calling me from jail <laughs> you're like yo we're doing the podcast from jail yeah i only got like you know 10 minutes on this quarter by the way so nigga it's the phone has i know i, I don't know, pay I the know. bills here i like, know i know i know i know but um so, yeah, I, I was like, yo, I can't do it. Because I just felt like there's something about, like, having a bloody gauze shoved into your face and then wrapped up with medical tape and then having to travel on the New York oh, subway. Oh, thank God your mom's a nurse. You probably I, have, like, mad love supplies on deck. We didn't, actually. I had to go buy it. Uh-huh. But, um, we, uh, yeah, so I had this, like, he didn't even, like, put over, like, a good bandage or something. He literally shoved gauze in my face, wrapped it up with medical tape, and then just sent me on my fucking merry way. He's on 86th Street in Manhattan. You want to body this nigga? Nah. Because you giving out addresses like we should body this nigga. What's his name? Dr. Zismore? No. <laughs> Chemical peel ass, bitch ass nigga. Oh, man. I would never go to a fucking train doctor, by the way. Um, he's a... Uh, nah, I'm not going to do that. Anyway, I had to get on... You know, the 86th Street and the one on the east side the four train mm-hmm. station that shit is crazy enough because there's 80 million people waiting on that train fucking platform every yeah to end up going to just 96 and actually getting yeah. on the train they want to go so it's like you know having to be on that train everyone looking at you i just felt like ugly just like eh. real ugly i'm like it's weird to be like a person and just like under not like understands but just like who it's weird to be at this point this age and just feel like, hey, I'm kind of, you know, I feel really ugly right now. Like, this shit isn't cool. To have just, but that's because mostly I felt it as a kid. And that's really what the article was about. This isn't an article that says, hey, I'm ugly, but I'm cool. I'm uh-huh. I'm ugly and I'm proud. Because that's kind of weird. <laughs> I'm not. going to be fine with the way you No, look, no, no. It's, but it's not that article. This is an article about my own self-confidence and how I felt like I wasn't confident in myself Mm -hmm. until I had to accept. It was like, yo, you know, you're an adult. You're a grown-ass man. Um, You've been this way for the past how many years now? I think it's time you accept it. And if you want to, you know, if you don't want to live this sort of life of depression and, like, loneliness and shit they're doing, maybe you need to do things to improve yourself and improve your self-esteem and improve your confidence. Facts. Because I feel like, yeah, I feel like at some point it's like, you can you can beg like oh man chicks go over asshole go for the assholes all the time and you can say that till you're blue in the face but that isn't gonna do anything for you it just kind of makes you kind of seem very very bitter mm-hmm. so it's like I was just like you know what maybe it's time like I drop that whole like you know thought process and determine like hey I need to do things for me I need to be confident in myself I need to do things that make me b- more confident in myself and that was through like the losing weight and like you know, the actually, like, working towards getting a job, a good job, and then, like, working towards just, like, my writing and all of the other stuff and just, like, building my own self-esteem through that, mm-hmm. through my own sort of hard work. Because I was, like, 
after I started, you remember the girl I was talking to that mm-hmm. I don't fucking talk to anymore. I was just like, you mean Hitler? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I call her. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I need time to just like focus on myself because it was like it's, it's no sense like trying to go after someone after this. I'm way emotionally exhausted. I don't want to deal with any of this bullshit anymore. I just kind of want to work on myself and see how I can improve myself. And that's what I did. And now I'm at this point where I feel great about myself. But just for like like that one moment, I felt like, oh, fuck. I got to walk around this shit with this fucking bandage yeah, in my like face. feeling like a bad apple. With fucking people asking me, people looking at me. Everyone on the train was looking at me. Everyone was like, yo. They was, thought you got into a fight. They thought the, yeah, the hash-slinging slasher those, stabbed you. Yeah, so the hash-slinging that, slasher. That's, that's what they call the train, nigga, the hash-slinging slasher. <laughs> the, gold, the, autumn, the golden autumn day fucking strangler from remember that from like family guy <laughs> golden autumn day strangler the golden autumn day strangler you remember from um on the office too they had one too the it was serial just, killer yeah the um the overkill serial killer it was something along those lines it was like something that i'm not gonna look it up because i'm just gonna end up looking for mad office, office shit, shit. <laughs> he was like i'm gonna pluck out he said dwight said something like i'm gonna pluck out your i'm gonna cut off your finger nub so they can't like identify you via your fingerprints and i'm gonna be called the overkill serial killer something along those lines destiny knows but like <laughs> destiny knows she's gonna she's gonna she's gonna tag in this like part of the episode and shout say out to destiny. oh yeah this is loyal what I, listener loyal listener shout out to leslie loyal listener everyone she even leslie hit me up today about this article she's like it's such a great article mm-hmm. so it's like you know there, there come times where i feel like just putting all that out there for some reason because i think it tells a good story and then i felt like one it helped me improve my writing because i'm all about just trying to improve my writing and things like that and i've you know everyone's been helping out everyone who have like i've admire in terms of their writing have reached out and have helped in terms of just like hey you know I just want to send stuff to you so you can edit it or take a look at it and give me your thoughts. And everyone has been super helpful about it. But I kind of I just wanted to tell because it was like a, am good. I like writing things that make people feel a certain type of way and just like, you know, make them feel feel right. There yeah. You know, because it's like. I like music that makes me feel a certain type of way. I like when we watch, you know, professional wrestling, we watch wrestling. Oh, you hell feel yeah. a certain type of way. You like evoking emotions. You know you're good when you can sort of evoke a certain emotion mm-hmm. instantly. And that's what I like to do. I'm trying to perfect it. And it goes even with the tone of writing, the words that you use. Everything sort of plays a major part in this. So it's like it's a good article. Um, you can find it on my Medium account. It's also pinned on my, like, my Twitter page. And it's like, you know, I'll, we'll probably link to it in the... Probably link to it in the description. But um yeah, it's a great article if you haven't if you haven't um read it yet. So um yeah. That's let's how I go felt into my you know, Madonna's plantation. Yeah. All right, yeah, let's go there I, first. I really want to go into this because so this, this is so music, interesting. Music news first. So it's like this is one of the music news that like and essentially I wanna say they say and I felt only Bill Cosby asked what I said. They, they say, say um, no shout outs to Bill Cosby. No shout outs to Bill Cosby. <laughs> He's in prison, yo. Um, they say like everything in this entertainment industry is fake, and it's kind of like wrestling in terms of just like Justin said it best. You have yeah, it's a work. It's essentially a work. So we have this sort of box that you're in. These like. You're in this sort of box and everything. There's things that exist outside of it and then there's things that exist inside of it. And there's the truth and not the Mm -hmm. truth and everything like that. So essentially what we have with this article Mm -hmm. is breaking the fourth wall 
of the music industry. And as real as music industry is, there are some aspects to it that are worked. There are some aspects to it. There are people who, you know, fabricate beefs all the time. Um, there are the term industry plants where it's like, you know, where an artist will accept. Suddenly out of nowhere, suddenly have like a million listeners and, and we'll, a million eyes on their thing. will just be secretly supported by a label. So they blow up. So it doesn't. It looks more like a homegrown grassroots movement mm-hmm. when it's really a label supporting them. Um, there's been other ish, There's been others like singles on radio. For instance, Fancy was Iggy Azalea's Fancy was a a, um, a song that was really pushed by Clear Channel to be placed on all their radio stations. And Clear Channel has a huge network around this country. Placed and played on their radio stations every time for a certain amount of time until people really accepted it. And that's really how it became like a number one single in the country. This is sort of it. Because we have this... Con- we have this... Um, Sorry, recovering from a fucking cold. Um, we have this... The company called Dance On that essentially was the driving force behind Cilento's whip, whip, n- yeah, whip, whip, nene. Watch me whip, watch me nene. I already forgot the fucking ti- title. I know. Poor um, bastard. Watch me, watch me whip, <laughs> watch me nene. Cilento. And um, Madonna, Madonna is, is, you know, a co-founder in this startup called Dance On. Um, so essentially what it is, it was a, it, it's a, it's a viral marketing company uh-huh. that uses its own network mm-hmm. to sort of, um, I wouldn't say play the audience, but essentially build up this sort of viral movement, unbeknownst to the actual watcher. So it's mm. like it's it feel like something is becoming popular when it's really just like people in their network are sort of like um, financing and just like you know promoting um, this any sort of viral craze. And it happened with um, "Watch Me Whip, Watch Me Nene," and it eventually led to the Salento song, you know, of that. And you know, one of the I guess one of the most interesting parts about it is Madonna is a co-founder of all of this. What do you think, Carlos? Honestly, I wouldn't ex- expect anything less from Madonna <laughs> because Madonna is an evil genius. Look at her there in this picture that they use, where she looks like a matador. Yeah, like an evil matador too, like the like, final yeah. boss. You know, the final boss bitch matador. Yeah, like an elite four. Evil. Yeah, like she moves out of the way and like El Torito comes out. Pretty much. But um, with like an all black costume and red yeah, eyes, chauffeuring Nas around and shit like that. Um, but yeah, it's a this it's a setup and a ploy. So it's this so, is interest. This is so interesting to me because I like learning. This like breaks it down to a deeper level mm-hmm. than just me. It's as Rick Ross would say, it's deeper than rap. It's calculated. It's super calculated. It's like. You think they have dance trend like algorithms, like you know? I think they do. Like they, this is know, how many times people are going to be on Vine, so we've got to put this Vine. And up. you can measure that. You can measure that via Vine. Vine has how many views? Vine has how many times it was fucking been replayed. Twitter, ha- Twitter has analytics that you can use. Yeah, I mean, I use the Twitter analytics all the time just to see how my tweets are doing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> you smarter than me because I don't even know how that. I've shit used works. it. When I can't I, even tell you what that fucking lightning bolt does. When. That's funny. I use it when This Goes In was up. I use it for when I did the social media for mm-hmm. Rassle Rap. I use it for... Um, but just, like, sometimes I just want to see how my tweets are doing. Just mm-hmm. to see how, like, if I post an article, if I post, like, one of our SoundCloud links, just to see how many people are clicking on it. 
So it was like, do I even bother posting it at this time for, you know, so I'm like, I'm deep into the game. Um, but yeah, so it says, um, let's read, I guess in terms of this business insider, um, article, Taylor, who is like one of the co-founders, one of the general CEO, CEO Amanda Taylor, um, says that approaching Salento for permission to make this unofficial dance video for the song, dance on tap 50 members of its network to make their own variations on the video. The song already had YouTube traction on its own, but those 50 partners drove to two, 250 million views to their personal videos under three months. And when you have that kind of momentum, it snowballs outside of the network. Taylor says variations of the dance totaled to about 500 million views this period. So essentially, they had their own network of people, and they said, hey, you know, we'll... I'm assuming it's like, hey, we'll pay you money to post, you know, mm-hmm. this song. Because that's essentially what they do. It's the same thing as, like, Instagram thoughts do. It's like, we'll pay you money to promote our, this object. You know, yeah. your, your, your teeth whiteners or the waist trainers or yeah, the fucking tees. Yeah, or, yeah, You know. Fucking thought couture. Like, those dresses You think that we'll like... get to that level one day when people want to... Yo, I'm going to sell out so crazy. I You're mean, not even ready. We're just going to sell I'm out. going to don't have... Don't even ask us. Don't even ask me questions. Don't like, even ask, like... When you see me in leather joggers... Don't even... With, like, different cloth material don't on Don't even them say they change. Chanel logos on my drop crotch. It's or, over, my nigga. Don't even say they change. If you see us hanging out... You already out, knew. You already knew. If you see I us, have bills to pay. If Will I Am is on the show, you already knew what happened to me. Like... If I get that little line cut into my head, yeah, with like a with like a low like the I might, three ones, the little yeah, thought yeah, yeah, yeah. cut, and the then little... I, and then I'll get logos on the side of my head for companies of and course. shit. Absolutely, get the Nike Absolutely. logo. Absolutely, jump man shit. Of Absolutely. course, don't even ask questions. We're gonna, you know, we're in this for the money. We're not trying to listen. Like, if entertain. I have to do the show with a British accent on because someone's like, oh, you need a British accent, we I'm need doing expand. it. We need these international listeners. It. Like this is what we're gonna do, and you know what? This is what we're gonna do. Um, but it's just cashing cr- out. It's just crazy. I feel like this isn't the first time this has been done. I kind of feel like it's been done for a lot of um, a lot of people's singles. Yeah, I think they maybe have tried to do do it with the um, dun 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 dun. I heart Memphis. Um, dun 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 dun. Fuck. Do the Quan? Yeah, hit the Quan. Oh, hit the Quan. Um. They're, maybe they're trying it with Dab, but Migos doesn't want to let go of the rights to Dab. I think it's going to strictly stay like an ATL thing, and they're trying to like make sure white people don't do it so. anymore. I think so. But it's so easy to do that white people can do it. It's like I know. That, you, seen that, you, seen, you seen that video of the white, of the granddad with glasses? Yeah. Just It's just so easy to do. It's like, you know, first of all, it was the Rockaway first, and then Fat Joe called it the lean back shit, and then they got crazy there, because it was definitely a Jamaican move first. But, you know... When when Fat Joe said, you know what, I can do this move. I can't really do all the other, you know. You know, it's so funny. I can't pond the fucking river, nigga. You know, it's so funny. What's good? Remember Jimmy pointed something out about that lean back video? What's that up? they only show you one shoulder moving, but it's actually supposed to be both. It's actually, it's supposed to be both, but he just does it one because he's extra lazy and he has extra fat. And what else about this lean back video was when Remy Ma got her dick sucked in the video. <laughs> 
Yo, that was yeah. OD wrong. She was but that was, a, that was she was, his head was floating, and you're like, yo, this <laughs> her clit is mad long, son. Like, what the fuck? That was a Twitter thing doing? I saw, but it's still so funny. Just like watching. It's like remember that moment in the Lean Back video when Remy Ma got her dick sucked? Yeah, because I'm like, if, as a girl, you have to sit a certain way. Like, you have to lean your chair back, it's and like, hilarious. you gotta you gotta do the full spread eagle. <laughs> like. You can't just lift one oh, leg, especially if you got a fat ass. You can't just nah, lift one leg. Nah, definitely. Because I'm not trying to lick your culo. I know that's right. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to lick your culo. But yeah, I mean, this is this is interesting news for me. I'm I'm gonna follow up on it, and just like I'm gonna come out with this whole because I feel like there's way more than this. I actually feel like you know even Sage the Gemini's red nose as some sort of. You know, that was a Vine hit. Strategery. And, you know. Strategery. It's, it's strategic. It's even strategic. Like, now it's come to the point where artists are releasing album titles, and they'll name their album a title. If with it has, a hashtag. No, if it has, no if, if it has an associated emoji with it. I saw that with the Purple Rain thing, and now I'm seeing it with the Waves thing, and then I saw it with, you know, you know I know Drake does it. Drake mm-hmm. is probably going to be a master of it. Views from the six, and you just have some prayer hands. Yeah, prayer hands or something along that. You gotta have a. You gotta in this in this age, you gotta be able to capitalize on the social media, and you just gotta have emoji with your fucking album title. Yo. I don't want. I don't want. I want to see you know yellow banana, fucking what was? I think the evolve. I think the evolve. It's gonna be would, like a flower, no? Yeah, it's it's the red rose or something along those lines. I, Smart son of a bitch. It's, they're they're crazy with this shit, man. They're crazy. Watch beast mode two. It's gonna be like a. Oh, what you call like it? Like the ape or something, right? Isn't there an ape or something or a monkey? Ape shit? Oh, that is ape shit. Never mind. Ape shit. I don't know. It's probably going to be some, like, fist or something. I don't know. Um, Let's see. Let's talk about... I don't know. Let's briefly cover this Kanye Wiz, Khalifa Ambrose. Campaign. So, can you say, like, digital foursome? Because it's getting there. It's... It's the weirdest fucking thing. So, last week, they have this whole big controversy with... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Wiz Khalifa and Amber Rose just going, like, not Wiz Khalifa and Amber Rose, uh, Kanye and Wiz Khalifa going at each other. Yeah. And then. That big old dumbass argument. Big old dumbass argument because I Wiz think. Wiz has cool pants, all this shit. Wiz know? has cool pants. Uh, Funny thing, it's like Kanye, like, lists the reasons, like, things that he's right about and shit like mm-hmm. that. Amber Rose gets in there, tells you that she put hands up in his butt. Right. Her and her then... finger, put her finger in this whole mess and shit. And, you know. <laughs> So it's like it's like ridiculous, and then like ne- like like less than a week, they all they, made up. They all made up. All Kim's of them in up. pictures with Amber. Kim's in pictures with Amber. I don't even think they still like it. If I know women, and I think I know women kind of well, and I don't even know if I gotta ask a woman's opinion. I don't think there's one anywhere near. Um, but if I if I know women, they don't like each other. They just. They're cordial now. Yeah. Because they move in the same sort of, you know, circles, move same sort of industry. Mm-hmm. I can see Kim reaching out to Amber and just being like, because although Kim Kardashian is super overexposed, I still think she's a generally nice person. Mm-hmm. Um, But I can see her reaching out and was like, hey, I'm sorry for what my husband did, you know, because essentially her, her husband has been attacking this, like, his ex-girlfriend for years saying, like, oh, I need to take 30 showers after I fucking dated her at, when I started dating Kim. And then, like, you know, you got wiped up by a stripper, nigga. You got trapped by a stripper mm-hmm. and all this other shit. So I'm sh- I'm sure she says, hey, you know, I'm sorry. And at some point they decided to take a photo of each other. And I'm sure, you know, mm-hmm. 
one went to a fucking Rodeo Drive and the other went back into their Jeep and they never saw each other again. Mm-hmm. But like... Now they traded tips think, on butt stuff. Yeah, I don't think they like each other. I think they're just like, hey, you know what? We're doing this because the entertainment industry loves pitting women together because, you know, women... It's a draw. People like to... See, you know what? It's like in the internet age and the Twitter and social media age, being petty has become like a positive attribute right? as opposed to a negative attribute. Mm-hmm. Like people think it's like so valuable, important, and like, you know, it's like... It's like a pinnacle of black culture. And just you to... stands on the internet will allow it and endorse it. Of course, and, keep and it you going. will glorify it between like people on Twitter and the shade room and gossip. It's like y'all niggas put a big frame for like whatever's petty. Yeah, for petty, it's like oh man, and then like you know people will get mad when it's like oh the blocks are posting about me again. And if they, get... I'm like if you stop doing dumb shit, shit, they wouldn't post about you. I think Chris Brown pretty much re- figured out the formula to that. He's like, yeah, I'm just gonna stop. I'm doing just gonna dumb take shit. care of my daughter. So Bye guys. Yeah, so they. Don't don't actually and sing about sex and say shit. dumb shit about me. So you know. I'm just gonna do that. Take care of my daughter and sing about booty. Um, but yeah, I mean, and now Wiz and Kanye apparently spoke on. The I phone. know they sat in a Carvel and just ate ice cream together. <laughs> I'm sure. I don't even think they're friends either, because it's like you know, there's who, there's who so gives many, a fuck. Yeah, who but, gives a fuck? To me, like Wiz and Kanye are two different levels of rap. Yeah, and like I don't know. It's 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 like they they've never force, yeah they don't they don't never really need to collab with each other I don't feel like and, did you stab I listen yes I dab when I sneeze now because you know you don't want to get the sneeze everywhere but you but still want to look, look swaggy cool. you still, still want to look cool doing swaggy. you don't want to look wild you know mm. you know fuck what I how can I say this swaggerless. Sure. I was you about to say like... something ridiculous and would have sounded way offensive, but I don't want to look very swaggerless while I'm sneezing, by the way. <clears throat> Super swaggerless. Um... <laughs> Super swaggerless. I know what you were going to say, but... I, yeah, I was going to say something wild, wild offensive. offensive. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, now this beef is over, now they can all focus on the albums that they're dropping. Exactly, and the like it's not like you know, it's not TV like shows that they're doing, and it's not like this was calculated to uh, help promote Wiz's album. Yeah, not at all. Not at all calculated. Not at all. You know, looks into the studio audience. Waves. It's all about a word. It was all about a word. And um, it comes. I heard the album comes with a special do rag cap. Wiz's album? Nah, not that shit. Oh, waves. Because he's. You know he's not sure if he still wants to call it Waves, mm-hmm. right? I know. Well, here we are. I was trying to get tickets to the Madison Square Garden shit. Oh, where he's premiering that. the album, and I didn't get it. I was just like, fuck it. I don't really want to go anymore. Anyway, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to watch Kanye premiere his album at Madison Square Garden. That's cool as shit, but it's like... I'll just listen at home or something. <laughs> I'll just wait till it drops on the internet. Yeah, I'll just you know? do that. You know, why yeah. even? Why even pay the money to do that when I'm gonna? Pay I get money the 320 kbps either way, baby. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the experience. The experience. I don't give a shit about the experience. He doesn't even give a shit about the experience. Absolutely not. He um, will put on like a crystal Vega mask and fucking thrust his crotch at you while telling hilarious. you to buy his new T-shirt. Did you see Tanache on the cover of Complex? Yo, drop that right now. I think, I don't know. Did you see it, though? No, nigga. You didn't see it? Oh, my God. <laughs> you almost nutted on yourself, nigga. <laughs> you you didn't get see... this man a towel. Listen, Tinashe you know, me and Tinashe have had differences over the last couple of months. Shit, that's, a, that's bad. But, you know, we're getting through it. 
ever since this cover showed up, I think, um, you know, Tanache all breast. All, you know, I wish all the breast to her in her career and all that shit. Oh, shit. They put her in a big-ass glass. They put her in a big-ass glass. I'm surprised you haven't seen this. Like, I don't know. Enlarge, please. You stay you, you, you stay off the grid. What do you mean, stay off the grid? Like, you, like, social... Oh, yeah, I really, like, it's very rare for me. I'll to go tweet. to her 2016 cover story via Complex, you know. But it, 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 it doesn't serve, like, I don't know. Loading, loading, buffering, buffering. Just like in 1999 when you're trying to look at porn, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is literally. You like... remember that episode where comic book guy had like like he didn't he had like broad like he he had like um he had like a phone line for his computer right and the porn was loading ever so slowly. <laughs> She's mad Shit. under. Shit. Yes, I'm telling you, bro. Shit, that T- Haynes T-shirt was cut perfectly. Absolutely. Why it's... do they even make T-shirts this size? Probably for us. <laughs> for us, <laughs> for us, they don't. They don't they make don't them make for women. There's nothing comfortable for us. I don't know. No, they make them for women. For women, for women and gay men, probably for women who can just have like you know you can feel the sort of. I, I'm, I'm about to ask like, a woman. Hold on. Like, do we need that? Do we need the midriff section cut? Hold on, both of you women, come here, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> okay. So, Ebony and Alexa. Hello. Yes, sir. First time to the podcast. This Ever. is the Two Bells podcast. Hello, people. So, we're looking at this Tanache Complex cover shoe. He was like, yo, this t-shirt is, like, made for men. And I'm like, what I'm like, men are these made for? is made for men. What? How? How? To keep our midriffs from sweating, apparently. Because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> what? that is... A- because why... When would this shirt ever be practical? It, it, it's not you you wear like a like a sports bra with it or something like something to hold right. up your boobies. Yeah. Uh, so is, this is like a new trend though. I, I know a lot of girls like to wear that. Like, I know the girls with like the itty bitty boobies, like yeah. where they don't really go nowhere. Like to wear shit like with that. Her boobs are huge. Yeah. You think so? We know so. <laughs> we know so. I watched the all hands on deck video. See, oh, wait, look, it, it zooms in. That's it zooms crazy. in, but. So I feel like this is more for guys just to look at it. Well, yeah. As opposed for women in terms of just like clothing, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, women do have like a gay kind of thing too. So women would enjoy that. Well, yes, yeah. Women women are be watching gay women. Yes. Women be watching women harder than other niggas. That's very very true. Yeah. But none of this is for like actual this is nice, like though. This is very nice. It's like a good color it. scheme. It's yeah, very summery it's though. Very nice. We made up oh, just shit. shortly after she. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you were just saying the other day that she was getting on your. Nose. All right. Well, all right. You didn't oh, have to God. say that on wax. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um, I don't know. Yeah, this is, this is great. Is that her website? No, no this it's is, on complex. This is a cover oh, okay. story, so this is like a photo shoot and everything. Yeah, let's think it's promoting. But I don't know. Album. Like, this is a shirt. It's not, it's not for, for men. men. But it's not for men to. Look. It's like you wouldn't say like, all right. I'm 70% wearing this shirt for men to look at as opposed to, like, me for, like, style and comfort. Some women like to flaunt their sexuality. I mean, I'm sure – I remember women – I know women don't like, you know, if I'm going – if I have my knowledge correct, mm-hmm. if, I, if my sources, they don't like, you know, bras are very confining. Uh-huh. And sometimes they may be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. according to all the commercials that I've watched. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I guess comfort – 
sometimes they are, but they got this whole new movement, free the nipple. So free yeah. the nipple, free the nipple. And she's not really showing nipple, but yeah, yeah, they free tried. It. I know they got. She probably got pasties on under Let there to loose. keep her titty up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, thank you. Okay. Yeah. No thank problem. you. Thank you, women surveyed. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, do you have anything you want to promote? No, I'm fine. Ebony, do you have anything you want to promote? All right, well. Okay. All right, you didn't say that. You have to say that out loud. <laughs> you make it sound like we're her parents. All right. Um, but yes, this is Tanache, and we are officially back on after, you know, I didn't really like the, you know, party favors and the player singles, because I'm actually chill, a fan chill, of her music. Chill. I like party favors. I'm a fan of her music, and I'm just like, you know what? This isn't the greatest, you know, music. Nah, I knew what she was doing. Time. I knew what she was doing. I know, yeah, I think, and now she's she trying to a, reach a different market. She has a new, she has a new "Ride Your Life" single produced by Metro Boomin. She a hood nigga, mm. a little bit. She a hood um, nigga. All right, all right. So, I see what she's doing. Yeah. She a hood nigga. Um, what else we got here? We got oh, just breaking news according to us. Meek Mill. <laughs> breaking news according to us. Breaking news, not TMZ. You know, because TMZ is like yeah, we're that other light skinned guy and that black guy. Yeah, there we go. Um, Meek Mill went to the courthouse today. Yeah. Saw the judge. Judge said, hey, you can do either six to 12 months of jail time, which I'm assuming he said, nah, because I've already been to jail before. And that shit not fun, that bro. That shit is not fun. Um, how can I ride my motorbike in jail? Um, and then- Riding in my new jail, but I'm in my old jail. <laughs> <laughs> Same old Audemars. <laughs> Put it in my booty hole. But like so, and then the he says, you know what? You can also do ninety, a minimum of ninety days of house arrest. Okay. And Meek Mill was like, you know what? I'm gonna stay in my house because you know what? it's winter anyway. So I'm just gonna be in my house screaming all by my lonesome to no one. Ah! <laughs> ah! I just want to let out these bars, but I can't because you I know, can't wait for like the the Meek Mill alarm clock. This is good for his career. You think he'll learn things? Like I don't for think he'll days. learn things. I think he'll catch up on last, a lot of Netflix. The last time he went to jail, it was great for his career. Because I feel like he needed to slow down a bit. Uh-huh. And then everyone wanted to see him win. Mm-hmm. And people don't really like to see, you know, us as people of color don't like to really see other people of color fall, you know, prey to, to jail and shit to like that. To jail and shit like that. So I feel like, you know what? He needed these. Because he, you know. He's been on this unrelenting assault of still, you know, attacking Drake. Which is rhymes, pointless. Which is pointless because he lost. Which is point. Yeah, it's like it's like you're fighting someone and then they've already left and you're still swinging. Yeah. So, I think this will be good. If we don't, according to this, um, the judge, he won't be able to release any music under ninety days. I didn't which know is judge, fine. Because I didn't know a judge could do that. By the way, but I assume I guess they can. I mean, I thought only they contact labels. the label and block you. Yeah. But I doubt that. I doubt that, that he can't legally release music. I don't know. I mean, you get you better get all his features recorded before this. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he'll be stuck in the house for 90 days mm-hmm. with Nicki Minaj, maybe. She'll end up getting pregnant. Either that or they just break like, up. I feel like stuck 90 days in the house with each other. I've seen the real world, all right? <laughs> I've seen what this does to people. It either includes sex, arguments... You know, when people stop being polite, start getting real, or people's, you know, or in Meek's case, stop being Meek and start becoming Mill or something. I don't know. It was a bad pun. Start getting Mill. Yeah, start getting Mill. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's 
March 1st, ankle monitoring bracelet. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm assuming, you know, you can't go to the studio. Can't go to the studio. Can't ride dirt bikes. Can't ride dirt bikes. Unless can't. unless they got like a big enough estate for him to actually like like Nikki's house is probably big enough for him. I to ride feel that like indoors. he lives in a to you know I don't even know where he lives. So I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna even try to play him and say that he lives in like this. Yeah, two in Philly house, with his young boo, like a two family apartment on a single floor or something in Philly. I'm not even gonna try to say that because I don't even know where he fucking lives. We don't. He, he might. Lives, he may he be living large. Yeah, he might know. be living in like new, like T neck, New Jersey, with a big estate. Yeah, something like that. Some clothes, you know, where he don't want the niggas to get in, but all the niggas get in anyway. Some sort of clothes village. It's like mad niggas with beards out front guarding him. Yeah, a little bit of that. So, um, yeah, Meek Mill, we'll see you in ninety days, I guess. I guess so. Um. What else we got? Which is great because I wasn't feeling those last two mixtapes like that. I, I think they we'll get all, to them. They were all right. We'll get to them. Um, because, you know, up next, I guess we'll talk to Julian McKenzie. Ooh. So we're going to talk to him up next on the Two Belts podcast. But first, before we leave, we just want to give a shout out to our friend, NASDAQ. NASDAQ Dollars. NASDAQ the Rapper. Who was on the show previously before? Yeah, Why did I say could... Nasdaq the rapper like he's Chance the rapper? This is Nas. Nasdaq, um, mm-hmm. he was on our show previously before. If you go back a couple of episodes, mm-hmm. and it was sometime in June because I know we, we graduated or something like that, or he graduated. Um, it was sometime in June. He released his new. He finally released, you know, his album called Easy Jesus. Easy Jesus, along with the producers E and J. Um, and it's a full length mixtape. It features, you know, all our cool friends mm-hmm. like, you know, Jeff Woods and Song Dance and Julian. And I know, it felt like a reunion. It was and weird. it was it was it's a really good project. So um we'll repost it, it in our SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. So um check it's it out. It's out if on you're Bandcamp. It's like it's I say it's like in terms of Nas's music, he's like he's like when the hood meets like, you know the the it's like when the hood and not to say like these two can't be like combined together can't but, like, be adjacent yeah but when like the hood meets like you know college sort of it's very educated yeah it's a very educated but still pretty hood still pretty it's it he even dropped the visuals for not friends one of the tracks it's, on his it's album. very very dope so. it's very dope i think it was recorded in my neighborhood too think so yeah no like i identified the park in the background oh all right well <laughs> shout out to you Shout out to your, like, Yo, your place the... is popping for music videos. Apparently. 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 This nigga Davies be out there. It's, it's the hoodest of hoods. He's it's like, not even that. This, is, this looks great. This looks great. It's this, very urban. This is very urban. Look at that liquor store, corner store, liquor store, corner store, liquor store, corner Chinese store. Chinese food spot. Chinese food spot. Yes. All in front of here. You know, All in the front of here. You let's will wrap. Let's get in the crown fried chicken. Let's, let's roll go the clip. up. Let's go upstairs. Roll some Dutches. and then let's just cook you know, some crack in there. You know, let's get let's get this rolling. You know, All right. we only got a couple hours. Um, but yeah, we're gonna talk to Julian McKenzie, one of our good friends from the great land of, of Canada, of Canada, Canada, uh, the Montreal. See how I did there? Montreal. Mont. Mont- Canada. Montreal. Is that how you, they pronounce it? I don't know, man. Uh, we can I ask don't him. Fucking know. <laughs> um, Leslie was here and she pronounced it, and I was just like, "All right, I can't do the things that you do with the word Montreal." So, <laughs> um, there goes that. But I guess we're gonna talk to him in a couple. We're gonna take a break, literally, again mm-hmm. to just switch audio files. So, um, yeah, we'll be back. Mm-hmm. And we're back. And we're back. And we're about to get into this music stuff. We're and joined by. We have a yes. We have a very special guest on our podcast. First time guest to the podcast. Um, 
Julian McKenzie all the way from Montreal. First time guest, not first time Montreal person. Yeah, <laughs> first okay. time Montreal. So you got beat by Leslie. Yeah. Sucks to be you. But you know, you know whatever. Julian, what's up, man? Man, I'm I'm good, man. I'm great. Just finished class, man. I'm I'm out here. I'm, I get to be on a podcast with you guys, and this is exciting, man. Yeah. This is crazy. It's 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 pretty dope. Yeah, I just sort of I, I censored myself right there because I was already about to say effing dope. But you know what? I'm gonna censor myself because you know if I can't go 30 minutes without cursing or saying the n word, then why? It's okay. We're from New York. Then that's wh- like it's part of our vernacular. It's that's the crazy of, part. It's it's super part. It's like we like we use the n word and they're not even. It's not like even a noun anymore. Dude, it's just like other Hispanics stuff. use it like like the right. So it's it's it's. We're, we're getting through it. I got all my cussing out at the beginning of the podcast, so, you know, we'll get here. Um, but, yeah, Julian, tell us a little bit about Cleanest what Cleanest two belts episode ever. Super clean. Super um, clean. We're sending this to radio, by the way. Yeah, right? <laughs> now, now I definitely have to make sure I don't swear either. We're absolutely not sending this to radio. It's never. Or none it's of okay. our podcasts. Don't say that. I'm not excited. N- none of our podcasts can ever get to radio because just to clean it would just be ridiculous. SoundCloud's a new radio anyway. That's true. Um, so tell us a little bit about what you do. Cool. So I'm currently a journalism student at Concordia University in Montreal. I uh, am a freelancer. I free- I've had my bylines published in uh, uh, Noisy, uh, Montreal Gazette back home. I actually worked on a quiz on the Montreal Canadiens for that website for a little while. Uh, the Manitoban, which is a student newspaper out in mm. Winnipeg. When I'm not freelancing and, and, and doing stuff like that, I... Uh, and the sports editor, the online sports editor for the Link newspaper in uh, Montreal. It's a student newspaper here at Concordia University, so I spent a lot of time there. I have a sports radio show called The Starting Rotation, which you can listen to every Wednesday, cjlo.com, or if you're in Montreal, cjlo1690. I have a uh, another sports podcast from the newspaper. Um, I'm, I've, uh, I'm a co-host on it. Sometimes I produce stuff as well. Uh, it's called the Press Box Hattrick Podcast. Uh, you can listen to that uh, usually every week uh, through the Link Newspapers website. I, I really hope I'm not forgetting anything because I, sometimes I'm just like that's running a pretty around. impressive. You resume. have a pretty long roll call, yeah. my friend, and that's why you know it's a long list right there. When you ask to be on a podcast, we're just absolutely sure because this man is not only just a credit to you know the black race, but just a credit to like humans in general, just for like all the it's great amazing. stuff that he's done. And everything like that. So you what, know, what else do you do uh, on the weekends? Are you Batman? <laughs> uh, I prefer Superman. Superman? Ah. All right. Well, I shouldn't you know. have said that. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah because that's... you know the movie's coming out. So uh, It's okay. You're entitled to opinions. <laughs> you know. All right. Superman. That's uh, the dude. Um, Let's get into this Meek Mill versus Drake. For the fifty eleventh time. For the fifty eleventh time. As always, it's Meek can't let it go, and Drake is just gonna keep pounding the nail into the ground. Because you know what, Meek Mill is kind of like the cockroach, and Drake is the boot that won't. Well, you know, the cockroach won't die. Even nuclear, you know, a nuclear holocaust won't kill a cockroach. But you know, that and Twinkies. Yeah, apparently neither of those. But we have um. So on Saturday night, Drake, you know, made it an event as he always does via Apple Music mm-hmm. because you know OVO Sound Radio. I'm, I'm slowly becoming a sponsor of Apple Music somehow. It's or, okay. So is George, and he likes Google things, all things related to that's Google. That's hilarious. Um, 
he so he decided he was going to premiere his new single from the Views from the Six album called uh-huh. Summer Sixteen, which I feel like shouldn't be a single, but hey, I like it enough to be a single. Eh. I don't think it's going to be on the album. I, something tells me it's not going to be on Thank the you. album. I, I, don't feel, I don't feel like it's going to be on the album. Here's what I feel. I feel like that's going to be on the album, and I also feel like Hotline Bling will be on the album. No, like I feel as if like Summertime 16 and Hotline Bling, like say like you get the deluxe version of the album, those two will pop Most up Most definitely. Mm. But like like Hotline Bling definitely deserves to to get more plays and, and more love on a, on a deluxe version. Summertime 16... Like remember when J Cole was about to drop Born Center and mm-hmm. he dropped uh, I forget what was the name of this track where like he was rapping over it and uh, I forget, oh that I, song that wasn't that good I liked it <laughs> I didn't like it <laughs> I remember that song I remember like, wait I'm gonna look but, it up way to drop bird poop all over this man's like <laughs> I'm gonna look it up like, no because it I hated that song what I song was that it song. and it's I it sampled I forget exactly who it sampled it's gonna kill me but I remember. It's a bonus uh, track on it too now, right? Yeah, but I remember he references uh, Tia and Tamara Mori, the two sisters from. Sister oh Sister. my god, I remember that tweet. And like, and like he was all like, oh, and like uh, someone was like, oh snap, like send the song over like Tia Mori, and she's like, oh, apparently J Cole mentioned me on a song, and J Cole's like, no, don't <laughs> no, don't listen to it. That was hilarious. I didn't like that song. My point, to, my point is, is that J Cole dropped that song just to tide people over and get and you know give the fans something. To hold mm-hmm. them over until this album drops. Because That's this felt like, because Summer 16 felt like it was going to be on, like, if you're reading this, it's already too late. That's what it really felt like. I get you. But I don't I don't see, like, the entire, like, difference between, um, I don't see, I, I felt like that was a more tr- transition point between albums. I feel like, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I haven't seen the general theme of this album. Like, the yeah. general theme of Drake's career, I mean, he's been slowly evolving and just becoming... His last album was way more rap oriented than sing oriented, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure this one may be different. But we, I have no, I have no mm-hmm. indication to um, see where his sort of career and where the trajectory for this album is going. Mm-hmm. From from the few articles I read prior to Summertime 16 and, and on the months leading up to uh, the announced uh, release date for this album, I was under the impression that it was gonna be gonna be softer. It's gonna be like a little bit of a departure from the rap stuff. And like, if you're reading this is too late, and pretty much everything that's come after that, it's pretty much Drake getting all of the rap trap stuff out of him. Oh, and that's then it's true. Like, all right, let me go in and and give you more stuff. Like I can, like can I remember? Can I with Beyonce? Mm-hmm. Like I feel as if we're gonna get an album that's like that. And like a lot of the Drake stands love R and B Drake like that. So that's... I feel as if that's where I think Views from the Six is supposed to go. If I am wrong, I am wrong. I also thought. Views from the Six was going to drop in time for NBA All-Star Weekend, but then Kanye West happened, so there's I, no way that's going to happen. I don't feel like Kanye West is a necessary like, threat. to like. I feel like if Drake, yeah, I feel like if, they have if Drake had it finished in by NBA All-Star Weekend, it would have dropped NBA All-Star Weekend. Like, it, the, you know, it's in the Six, like, apparently, because that's what we're calling it now. Um, Why do they call it the Six again? Because the area code, well, one of their area codes is like 416. It's the they last digit? It's the last, the last digit, not the first digit? No, the last. It's, it's the last oh. digit. So, like, oh, we're the, like, eight or the two or the seven or the six. or <laughs> Nah, I stick I stick to the three-digit code. So, it's 212, even though yeah. they have these 929 numbers. There's a 347 and a 718, bro. Yeah. So I don't but know. I live in the 212 area. Montreal, Montreal, we call ourselves 514. We say 514, but, like, it's nowhere as cool as the six. Nah. Nah. 
But yeah, yeah, a- I sound like a fraction. You said <laughs> you said something like five on four. You sound like an improper fraction. Oh man, That's five a- on four. You got the wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> cool. Anyway, but um, and then I guess um, so Meek is. Drake goes at you know Meek a little bit on this. Mm-hmm. Drake goes at a little bit of Tory Lanes on this. I guess. Um, I guess you are the resident expert from Canada. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you can are learn. you aware of anything? Sort of, you know, have you been aware of Tory Lanes for a long time before? Say it. Here's a crazy. Well, not crazy, but let me tell you something about Tory Lanes. Tory Lanes, I always vaguely knew about like for for a little bit but i didn't really listen to his music right and then this past summer uh i was in toronto for a day and i met up with uh one of my friends by name justin mob and uh what Very happened dope was, guy, by the way yeah really good dude we, we we that was actually the first time we had met and then he was like oh yo i want i have like a story idea for you like uh you know tory lanes is like yeah kind of mm-hmm. it's like yo like his brother is trying to like rap and stuff and he, you know you should do a story on him so i ended up profiling his brother and that's how i got published on noisy but from there, I was like, all right, cool. If I'm going to, like, get to know his brother, I should actually start delving into, like, Tory Lanez's music. So then I heard Say It. Uh, this was last week. I was listening to LA Confidential. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I, I, I understand the appeal with Tory Lanez. So I'm slowly starting to dig into Tory Lanez. Mm-hmm. So when I heard that that Drake was 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 apparently picking at Tory Lanez, I was like, what? what what's going on? Like, there's, there's this Canadian unity. You can't be picking at each other now. Like, not when we're dominating the bot 100 not not yeah that's i know right between him and justin bieber it's like and ooh. also like jackets too a lot of people were in canadian goose oh dude for some reason i don't know i mean you guys got the jacket game on lock canadian it's just canada goose it's not canada canadian. i'm sorry you know canada goose canada goose it maybe it sounds sound- like a smooth beverage canada goose canada goose from the can people. i bring up can i bring up something yeah. regarding the drake meek milk thing and yeah. I'm, I'm, i don't know if you're going to bring it up anyway but sure. uh there's Anyone find it really weird that War Pain dropped like 15 minutes after Summertime 16 did? Like, um, is, are you of the belief that there is maybe a mole in the OVO camp? So I've been thinking about this for a long time because my first natural instinct is to not give Meek Mill enough credit <laughs> because, well, we saw him, what he did on the first go around. Like he essentially waited for something and still, he essentially waited for these reference tracks to drop before he dropped his diss and then like by the time by the end of it it didn't matter because he already tweeted out all his frustrations and then drake already back to back and charged up him or something mm-hmm. um so if my first initial instinct was like i'm not giving him enough credit to be like a genius who drops this diss after you think you, drops- you don't think he sits in philadelphia and like reads sun tzu no, I don't. I don't think that. Okay, because yeah, there's actually no strategy to the things he does. Um, really, I think, and like he just puts music out. But then I'm like, I'm listening to the track War Pain, and we get into War Pain. War Pain was actually pretty good to me. War Pain was the entire this second four for four EP was actually pretty good entirely, just in bulk, as opposed to the last one where I picked out one maybe, and I'm just like, all right, whatever. But like hearing him reference a few things that Drake talked about on the actual song. Mm-hmm. It kind of made me question it a little bit more, even though I feel like, at the same time, it's like, how many times has Drake compared himself to Jay-Z in the past? Or have been associated with the Jay-Z? Um, with how, the Jay-Z? With the Jay-Z. How many times is, um I mean, Drake lives in Toronto. Why, <laughs> why else would he? He's like, yo, I'm downstairs from Drake in Toronto. Meanwhile, but it was kind of weird that Drake was referencing that he was in the hotel over them. 
And then mm-hmm. in the War Pain track, he kind of references that he's in the room under them. I'm like, I don't know. Can you guys just like talk it out? I don't, I'm pretty sure like Meek Mill's like he has a broomstick banging on the ceiling. Like turn that hot shit down. Ah, <laughs> uh, you did it. You're the first one. You oh. lost the game, son. It's okay. It's okay. We can keep going. We can keep going. I just, I just, I thought I was gonna be the first one to curse. Swear jar. You need a swear jar. Nah, well, the two the two belt swear jar would be like paying a full mortgage <laughs> per episode. Oh, yeah. So, so hold on a second here. It, regarding with Meek Mill potentially being underneath Drake, you know what? Like, is I mean, with all these beefs being settled by this random peacemaker coming in and getting them on the phone, can can we get like I don't know Tyga or somebody to just get these two in a room? Tyga, like, first of all, just, I feel like. Nobody or likes Nicki Tiger Minaj. and the ref. Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. There we go. Nicki there we Minaj. go. There we go. Strategic Nicki there. Um, if Nicki Minaj knows what's best for her, and I'm not. Well, let me take that back because that can easily. I end up easily getting attacked by. I mean, we're not as popular to the point where Barbie. I don't, I don't think Barbie stands are gonna. Yeah, but I don't it think would. Barbie's gonna attack us, bro. It would be great if she did that, but I think she knows that it could potentially hurt her relationship with both Drake, who is her friend. And Meek Mill, who's with her boyfriend, to get in the middle of all of this. Her best bet would be to support her boyfriend and sort of leave um, the Drake thing out of it. Because I'm sure Drake understands. There's only one man that can really settle this, and it's DJ Khaled. I think it is. <laughs> They're going to have Believe a round, not, ta- round table discussion at, like, Finger Licking in Florida. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to sit there at a table, and he's going to be like, look, Drake, look, Meek. You guys need to get it together. You guys are like two of the hottest artists right now, and I need you guys for this album. I feel, so can you guys get on this track? I feel like he's going to say like, yo, Drake and Meek Mill, both of you guys together have sold a combined 30 million records, even though it's like 95% Drake. <laughs> and then like and like one dude behind them pointing at a pie chart. He's like, yo, you guys are both sell 30 million records worldwide, 65 million singles worldwide. You both are a force together. You guys should just hash it out. And it's like major key. Drake is just gonna be like, I sold at least sixty million of these records, so I don't know what the fuck this guy's. And I was on Amen, so I don't. But know. But Drake's gonna be, you know what? Drake's gonna be very fake about it and just be like, you know what? You're right. We're gonna stop this, okay? I was gonna say DJ Khaled is gonna be like major reconciliation alert. <laughs> major reconciliation. He's gonna snap while he does it. <laughs> If he, if he snaps a photo of Drake and Meek Mill, do you realize like that whole platform could like break? Mm-hmm. I think like, everyone's like, "Oh my God, DJ Khaled is peacemaker." That's true. Yeah, I think he, yeah, he's I, like Gandhi. I'll give him a way more credit if he's the one who's who master Farrakhan's this entire Drake and um, sitting there with a tiny bow tie and a little hat. Meek Mill situation because you know it's it's peak Khaled season right now for Khaled. Yep, and only for Khaled. Um. But yeah, so this is just Summer 16 and Meek Mill's War Pain. Out of, I guess, both tracks, which one do I mean, you prefer more? Which one do you think was the stronger track? Starting I, with you, Carlos. Eh, I, I feel like they're both kind of lame because I, like, I just want them to get over this hump mm-hmm. of just constant, like this back and forth hump. It's just kind of annoying. I think it stops them from actually making music I want to hear, like continually. Because mm-hmm. beef makes things sound dated. That's true. I mean... Unless I don't know. Ether is still pretty good. Like Ether is still hilarious. Ether is day. still pretty good. Then you realize Nas is signed to Jay Z. Was signed. Like, to well, Jay-Z. true. Nas was signed, and the Barclay is built off unsold Nas records. <laughs> Fun fact. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you, Julian? What do you think? Uh, 
stronger track? I, I, I think the stronger track, I think I'm going to end up going back to summertime 16. I mean, Drake Drake has, you know, the verses to, to go at Meek Mill, but it's it's the hooks, right? I mean, War Pain. It's Looking just for Mill. revenge. Exactly. Like, Drake, you're always going to go back to because you're thinking looking for revenge. Plus, like, it has more lines that, you know, the girls are going to use on Instagram anyway. So, summertime 16 is... Word. Is, There's going to be mad sync butt pictures with, like, the words awesome. looking for revenge on them. Um, and, like, and like Obama got called out on true. that track. Come on, he called out Barack Obama. Oh, free. oh, I seen Who does a, this man think he is. I seen way. a fake tweet, which was really funny. It was a Kanye West treat. It's like it was like, oh, 18th of all, Drake does not have a bigger pool than me. That's hilarious. That's, <laughs> yo, that was funny as hell. Um, I don't know if I think it was a better. I like War Pain a lot. I think people are saying War Pain has um, is the better track. Because it's just easier. It's they're grading on a curve, mm-hmm. and like sort of Drake has Drake's you know Drake's level of expectation is just way higher than Meek Mill's to everyone else. So they're grading on this like ridiculous curve where they're like, oh man, Meek Mill's track is way better than Drake's track. When in the sense, I really just think Drake's track is like the better track, like it's mm-hmm. a fully formed better track. But War Pain is really really good. The entire Meek Mill EP is really good if you want to check it out. It features like O'Malley and like Davies, Davies and Future, and uh-huh. I think that's it. Um, Tory L- Tory Lanes is Tory Lanes on it? Might or maybe he that just references Tory Lanes. That would be crazy. You have a Tory Lanes and Meek Mill track. That's I think like, that will happen. I mean, again, no, it's, it's, it's happened again. before. Meek Mill, if Meek Mill want, really wants to get at Drake and he gets a really good verse or, or hook from first from of all Tory hook. Lanes, all he needs is that hook from Tory Lanez. Yeah, like that would be insane. That's like I want to say betrayal, but like that's that, probably betrayal. That's like that's like a that could be. I mean, you know what? I don't know if it would start a riff. Maybe people would think like, "Who's this Tory Lanez guy? Who cares? Whatever." But I, I don't know. From a Canadian perspective, might be like, "Wow, that's true." I think from um, Drake's perspective, he's not because in terms of the Tory Lanez and Drake feud, I feel like it's not always been a beef. But I think, you know, Drake and Tory Lanez, believe it or not, came up around the same time. Mm-hmm. And then when Drake got popping, it's like, I don't know if he just didn't mention Tory Lanez or he didn't. They they ran, they have sort of similar singing, rapping sort of style. So it's like the lack of mention, the lack of respect shown for Tory Lanez when they're both in the same sort of struggle going for the, you know, there's both in in the upcoming artist stage. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like a lack of recognition for him. And I feel like he's just been like, Drake is the master of a sneak diss. He'll, he'll diss you on the low and you have no idea who the hell he's talking about. But I feel like this one was way more That's direct. That's why he does it. It's yeah. so strategic. I feel like this one has been way more direct. And Tory Lane stands nothing but to just benefit from this because now Drake has pretty much more called him out. More and more people will know his name by well, the end of this. And now... Tory Lanez is all the, you know, he he has everything to just sort of go at Drake. Mm-hmm. And then Drake, it's either you respond or you don't. You're like, you can go the whole route where you're like, I'm too good to respond. And then, you know, where it's like Jay-Z versus, you know, Dipset, where it's mm-hmm. like Cameron and Joel's just sort of. This is a very, Went at his age. Yeah, and, went at his age and all of this you were in sandals like and flip. You were in sandals and jeans. But it on the beach, and then should, oh my god! Or you can just like you can direct it, so it's like it's a win-win for Tory Lanez, 
from this. Yeah, absolutely. And this, and this couldn't have come at a better time, right? I mean, like, say it is still, I feel like, a few months old. LA Confidential has just been out dropped. for a little while now. Dude was just performing on uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. With Brownstone. Right. It was a, it was a pretty yeah, good like, performance. I don't like LA Confidential, by the way. I'm sure. I like ma- it. Is it is it a rapping Tory Lane song? No, it's a no. very. It's a pop. It's like a pop song. It's a pop okay. song. That's why I'm not in totally support of it. But I maybe it'll grow on me. Maybe it won't. Um, in other music news this week, Wiz Khalifa dropped his Khalifa album, mm-hmm. simply titled Khalifa. It is the an aptly album. titled. It's an it's an album. Um, it had the single Bake Sale featuring. Um, Travis, Travis Scott, Scott, which sounded like that other but, song with Travis Scott. Yeah, <laughs> like it sounds like three other Travis Scott songs. It's so it's uh, it's so grating on my nerves. Yeah, I mean, in terms of this um, this album, I listened to it. I think it was just standard Wiz, dude. I smoked so much weed just to get in the mood to listen to this album, and I was like, man, this is pretty bland. <laughs> What do you mean standard whiz? I feel like in terms of this isn't sort of cool pants whiz on the cover of <laughs> Only Night Only Oh, not Only Night. Only Night in First Class. That's where we're gonna go with. <laughs> <laughs> only oh. Nubian in first class. <laughs> only night in first class. And then this isn't like super trapped out whiz on twenty eight grams. Yeah. This is kind of like rolls back to rolling papers. He's kind of getting a little bit more lyrical on this. He um he's telling stories, which is like whoa. I I mean I have I've very rarely seen him tell a third person narrative. Maybe I I don't know where I heard this. I, I forgot which track it all it's on. But I very rarely heard him use a third person narrative on all. So only people like Nas do that and other mm-hmm. people like that. But like I've very rarely seen him use a third person narrative, which he's doing on this. Um, it's very like Rolling Papers esque in terms of that rapping style. There's nothing sort of super flamboyant about this. Mm-hmm. There's nothing extravagant. There's no major like weekend hooks or like big pop, you know, go to radio records. Mm-hmm. It's just a really just compact album. Um, with that said, still I'm only listening to around five of these songs, maybe, and. The rest of them to me can go. Like the standouts for me are like um, Big Sale is a standout for me. BTS the opening track. Um, there's a song called City View which keeps getting cut off of my um, thing. Call Waiting is like a song where he does where he literally only sings and it sounds pretty good. It's like one of those Snoop Dogg soul tracks where he's like Snoop Dogg only sings, but it's not like it's not like that Bush so- kind of singing. It's, it's kind of funky vibe. Yeah, it's very very soulful. So it's like. I'm okay with this album. I'm not really. Yeah, it's it's going on the far back burner of anything that comes out in 2016. He has a song called Lit, which I was just like very much grown. Like, don't call your song Lit, man. Yeah, don't. <laughs> it's already been done. Yeah, just Ray Schremer did that. And Ray they were, they were is like, the kings of Lit. Yeah. yeah, they're the kings of Lit. So, like, what? what Yo, do you think, I really Julian? can't wait for Ransom, son. I haven't heard an entire Wiz Khalifa album since ONIFC. That's hilarious. You are and, who and, you are who Kanye. <laughs> no, do you know Kanye? Because you know he says no one he knows <laughs> has listened to entire Wiz Khalifa album. <laughs> no, but, but here's the thing, right? I remember back in in high school, just a few years back, like 
when mixtape whiz was at its peak where like mixtapes would drop and the internet mm-hmm. would break that was whiz at his best and then you hear rolling papers it's like ah oh, this is not yeah. what we wanted at all and then you hear the mixtapes coming after that like i remember taylor alderdice dropped and i was like oh dude like there's still the whiz that everyone wants and then another album drops and it's like this is not the whiz we want at all so I, here's my thing about whiz going forward if there's a really hot whiz khalifa single out like Okay, Weedem Boys, I, I vibed with Weedem Boys when it came out. Okay, you know what? I'll vibe with it. See you again. Even though it was on the, the Fast and Furious soundtrack, you know what? I I, I bump it. I still listen to it. But You're on don't, your own don't... with that one, bro. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that is that's, fine. that's fine. I don't care. I really don't care. <laughs> no, I'm comfortable with it. But look, don't don't hit me with a Wiz Khalifa album. In twenty, not, don't hit me with a Wiz Khalifa album. Don't do it. <laughs> he was about to say in twenty sixteen, but he was like, you know what? Just for future reference, just don't like in it. any year that starts with a two zero, just don't do it. <laughs> it's just don't, been don't need, I don't need. I don't need a Wiz Khalifa album. I know there's at least one person who is going to come up to me and be like, "Yo, you should listen to this Khalifa album in its entirety." I'm not convinced. Yo, give it a I'm chance, bro. Come on, come on, nah. man. Now, I don't know. I, like me now, like I less more time than like more than ever now. I have less time to waste my time with whole albums. And, I mean, I, I like Wiz Khalifa a lot, but I'm I'm not looking to. I'm not reaching for a whole album from Wiz Khalifa. Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I Sorry. mean, the general gist of this album. If I had to rate it, I'd give it like a two point five out of five. You're being nice. I'm giving it a two. All right. Well. See, like you're giving it two, two and a half. That's I'm giving it two big fat middle fingers, man. I'm giving it two. I hated it. Um, sorry, Wiz. I don't feel bad because it's like he know he can have the resources to make good music. It's just he chooses not to. He chooses to always do his own thing. I can respect that, but I'm not gonna listen to you. I've ranted on Wiz on this podcast before, so I'm everything that I said before stands still. How many cabin fevers has he dropped? Like three. Let me know when the fourth one comes. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That I'll listen to. I'll still like if if every now and then I'll I'll, I'll come around like oh snap like he dropped a Cabin Fever like mixtape like but okay I don't fine. even think he's oh, like, the last Cabin Fever was not. I don't even think he's that great blazing, on trap blazing, songs anymore. <laughs> not blazing hot. Like the first Cabin Fever was cool because it was mm-hmm. like an aggressive side as opposed to all you know you had black and yellow when it dropped in roll up and it was like great now we get an aggressive street trap whiz. Mm-hmm. But now it's just kind of like, oh, she's not really good at this either. Because um, it's just not believable coming from him. Let's see. Also, the new Majid Jordan. Ah. Also named Majid, Majid Jordan. Jordan dropped. Um, Best cleaning album of 2016. I cleaned my whole computer to this album. Yeah, it's, uh, Are you serious? Yo, if I could show you because it's plugged in kind of like to record the podcast. My computer is spotless from spotless. underneath the case to inside and out. Plus, I also organized my hard drive, but that's besides the point. This is very good background music. Yo, this is perfect <laughs> if you're trying to tr- like if you're gonna start out like a rave mm-hmm. and you want to play some really soft house for people to do like heroin to. Perfect. <laughs> it's if, lit. If you are in you know a Zara or H and M, and you work there, and you fold clothes probably for eight to ten hours a day. You probably, I mean, this is probably the album you're going to be folding clothes to for the next eight to ten hours. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. um, Majid Jordan. If you're listen, if you want to listen to music that's going to be soft, soulful R and B housey vibes that won't offend anyone, this is it. This is the album for you. I'm sure this is what people 
thought music would end up being in the future in the future from like 1989 they were like this is how music going to sound every style of music that you love is just going to be meshed together and it's just going to be this super non-offensive um just mesh of like house and and R&B and that's weird what it shit. is yeah i mean we, julian you listen to it what do you think about it uh, I heard a few tracks off of it. There was, there, I mean, aside from My Love and I forget another track, like there wasn't anything about it that made me think like, oh man, I really need to get back to this album. That yeah. being said, if I am at like like a really chill party or like, you know, some like chill like lounge club or whatever, or if I ever find myself in a position where I have to fold clothes for eight hours, okay, I'll, yeah, I'll listen. Pretty You're much. Right. It's a, it's not, it's not a great album. I don't know what, I mean, people really, um, I wouldn't say people, not swung. Wave the flag. Wave the flag. Whoa. Wave, wave the, the flag. flag. Wave, wave the flag. <laughs> wave the flag yeah, sounds. <laughs> oh, nah. Not that flag. <laughs> wave the flag for Magic Jordan. I don't know. This is, to me, every artist on OVO except for Drake <laughs> has not dropped anything really good. And it's just, uh, you know, it's. Well, Wait, hold on a second. No one aside from Drake is well. Party next door. Um. All right. Yeah, you got me there. Party next door. But the, I mean, look at his damn career. He had Bryson Tiller pretty much lap him in pretty much notoriety mm-hmm. outside of you know. That's Party next door has been doing what Bryson Tiller has been doing for two years, That's and he crazy. has and in one single. You want to know why? One one because straight wow. off the bat, you want to know why. It's because I can understand Bryson Tiller more verbally. It's not even that. It's what Party one... Next Door is, is Bryson Tiller with Mad Mystique. It's one single that was actually serviced to radio, that was actually, you know, promoted, that was actually, you know, you know, it was co-signed by Drake, like Party Next Door was, but it's just like one single, literally one radio single managed to raise the stock of Bryson Tiller higher than Party Next Door. And Party Next Door is great. Party Next Door is the originator. Party Next Door is... I'm sure when he drops Party Next Door 3, it's going to be really, really good. Party's still next door. (laughs) Party two houses down. (laughs) That's actually a really good point. I mean, there's so many people who vibed with Bryson Tiller. And I mean, Don't Alone is like... Don't Alone, just by... Amazing. They haven't even... I mean, granted, he still has... He's dropped songs. I think Exchange is the second mm-hmm. single. Wasn't and Sorry like, Not Sorry one And of Sorry Not... No. I, yeah, Sorry Not Sorry is a single. And both have, like, charted and things like that. But, like, they're still heavily pushing Don't because Don't is still... It's, it's hot. It's, 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 I think it's, it's hot. cooling down now, but it's still pretty hot compared to anything. And it's just, like, Party Next Door, he's had an album drop, but they haven't just had the, the push that they've had. And now you yeah. see why... The weekend just offered not to sign the OVO and just decided to do his own thing because you look at the weekend now. The dude Superstar. is the big one of the biggest I pop he, stars on earth right I now. I think right now he could sell out arenas if he wanted to. I'm sure yeah. he, he can. Yeah, I could totally agree with that. I'm still surprised that like the weekend is still at a point where he can he's actually like at a position where he can sell out arenas. I remember seeing him like four years ago mm-hmm. and like that's when like after like House of Balloons dropped mm-hmm. and he was like performing at this outdoor festival. And I remember just being at the front, and like there were still like quite a few people there, and I was shocked at all that. I was like, "Wow, all these people vibe with the dude who, like, up until this point, I had no clue what he looked like, no idea." Mm-hmm. And, and now, all of a sudden, now we know he looks like Tyler Perry in a pineapple. Ooh, <laughs> with, with less makeup. Yeah, <laughs> true. 
But you got uh, me there. Yeah, I mean, it's a this Majid Jordan. I don't even feel like rating it because it's just like I didn't even get through it. <laughs> even less than Wiz Khalifa's album. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't I know. Mean, I'm sure it has something to hold up to, but it, nothing I mean, makes I me feel care like it, to listen. I to feel it. like it's going to be like a good album for that subset of people that like music like this, yeah. like like that house esque R and B. Maybe I don't know. Maybe even they think that it sucks. I don't know. <laughs> no, they probably Maybe, like don't. this is this is pretty. Weak this is so minimal to- and like. I can dance to it. I can shuffle to it's this. So offensive. This is like the. This makes me feel like I'm still on Molly. Oh man. Um. What else dropped this week? Um. Young Thugs. I'm up. I didn't. Uh, genius. Evil genius. You didn't get that. to listen to it. No, I did not get to. Young. I, do you I, like I, Young I Thug? Like, uh, in very small doses. Okay. In very genius. in very small calculated doses, like. I will bump like with that like on repeat like twenty times in a row. Mm. And Yo, you know how that, long like... I was saying True Religion Booty Man? <laughs> it's actually True Religion Booty Man, and I was like True Man, True Man, True Religion Booty Man. It's <laughs> like I don't know what that means, but it's just got such a good cadence to it. I want to say it. Well, what's that line like? My money's like a ludicrous afro. I swear I'm a ludicrous. Like, what is that line? Like something about how he's like taller than like ludicrous's afro. Money stand taller than ludicrous afro, and I'm true to this. Something like that. Yeah, shout out to y'all, y'all rap geniuses over here breaking down <laughs> these young thug mumbles and shit. <laughs> breaking down no, these like, mumbles for the audiences. Like, like the video for with that is like so cool with like how everyone's head is like big and like everyone has these small bodies and everyone's you know turning up and everything and outside and i was like wow you know like it's, that's the weird thing with that's my relation not relationship but that's that's how i feel about young thug like every like i can't listen to entire like projects from young thug mm-hmm. but every now and then like there's like this one random single or like he'll guest star on something i'm like oh snap like this is actually like like pop i i guess he's like a guilty pleasure i suppose mm-hmm. i guess it's a well, as opposed to, you know, he had Slime Season 1, Slime Season 2, which were both, like, 20 million tracks all together. And then you, like, pick and choose which ones you want. And But this I'm Up um, tape is nine tracks. Um, Holds up. It's, part of it is very strong. Some of it's just not stronger than the others, but... Mm-hmm. Like, the ending two tracks are pretty good. If you like Young Thug, you'll find something here that you like. I like it. And even if you've like you heard Young Thug once and just like, oh man, I remember this guy, I want to find out you'll find something he, you like. You here. know, I have I have to give him credit because he puts on a lot of producers that are just like like I don't know, they're they're astronomical but they don't have any acclaim to them. So right. it's just like he puts them on this mixtape for sort of promo to get them around and things like that. What do you think about this young thug in future? Um Cold War. I mean, it's been sort of escalating over social media. Um, over the last week, so it's been like the Atlanta Cold War is what we're gonna yeah, call it. Yeah, let's call it the Atlanta Cold War. Um, so in terms of that, just like fans pitting Young Thug versus Future, and then just like it is Future Young Thug making like little you know little jabs, jabs at him, jabs at him, and things like that. I feel like um, there are two artists that I mean, Future is way more. He came out a lot earlier, and he's like one of I guess. One of the, I guess, in terms of at the young forefront th- of Atlanta music. Well, not even so much that. In terms of Young Thug's build, there's future in it. Yeah, um, I think they're both on the same trajectory to the same place, but I think their paths just crossed a little bit earlier than everyone anticipated it. 
So people don't respect Young Thug for going at Future because they don't think it's time for him because he hasn't built up his celebrity. Mm-hmm. Whereas, and then, you know, the Future fans, yeah, yeah, people are mad at you. But the Young Thug fans are like, yo, actually, you know what? Young Thug is kind of making better music than Future right now. All you people are living and dying by Purple Rain. Purple Rain wasn't even that good. But, like, Thug has been constantly dropping all these solid tracks, whether they've been leaks and mixtape tracks mm-hmm. and all this other stuff around. So I think it's um, their trajectories have passed, passed a little bit earlier than usual. But I don't think they're too far out of reach. Like, Future isn't... In terms of Young Thug and Future, Future isn't that far away from Young Thug. And I think that's maybe... Not in sort of the grand scheme of mm-hmm. things. In rap, future is a you know a huge deal. Yeah. But when you consider like outside of rap and sort of sort of a mainstream world, future still is just like oh he's just just a rap a, artist. Just a dot on he's the. He's not yeah he's not no he's not Drake he's not Kendrick he's not really any of those tracks he's just sort of a dot on the grid as you said, um, but. Young Thug, he's also getting recognized. Like, people like Elton John has said, you know, I really love Young Thug's music. And people are co-signing Thug, you know, left and right and putting him on his records. I feel like it's closer than everyone thinks. I need this Taylor Swift-Young Thug collab. Well, yeah. I think, it'll, you know. I feel like I feel like that'll be good for her. I feel like they can do a, you know, a nice little summer women's line together or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. Just nice that skirts. Would be, that would be... You know, just imagine like girls all in the summer vibing out to like a Taylor Swift song, and then they hear like Young Thug. Eight oh eight mafia. That's like the, like the first line you hear. You're like, what the hell? Like, I don't know why. I feel as if like I would know like a bunch of girls who would come up to me and be like, I don't like this Young Thug verse on like this Taylor Swift track. And you know what? Just to spite them, I would be like, man, this is like the greatest Thug verse I've ever heard. It's like in my the life. greatest Thug verse I've ever heard. Like, I think the first line he says should be Black Lives Matter. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, yeah. uh, and Taylor Swift's just like, oh, I'm just gonna go with it. I guess we're just gonna go with it. I've already paid him his thousands <laughs> I for guess. this. Like, we can't just take it off. I'm not racist, you know. I I'm gave not. it to him like he wanted in a briefcase. No, you know? I went to the Kanye Taylor... thing, you know. What if Taylor Swift like tries to do like the Adlers that Young Thug does, and you just hear like on her track, like she's like driving around in a vehicle, skirt, slime, slime. Um. Yeah, I don't know. But this um, Young Thug's I'm Up, you'll like it. I'm not going to rate it. It's pretty good. It's good. It's trapped me. up. I know he wrote that Nickelodeon Girls verse, though. Yeah. Yeah, it, it shows. Um, it shows. I was like, that, I that's would, too I funny. recommend Special, and what else do I recommend from this? There's a few tracks. So, like, even you, Julian, if you want to bother to, you know, take a listen to this. I Special Breadwinner. Specials, breadwinners. Hercules is on here, Hercules but that's already been here. out there. F Cancer. Can't F go wrong with F Cancer. Because you know what? Shout F out cancer. to Boozy. Shout out to, you know, um, Bret Hart mm-hmm. with his prostate cancer. Moment um, of silence. Moment of silence for Bret Hart. Because mm-hmm. we don't even know. We don't even know if he's getting through that. So, Like he's in dire straits. Shout out to one of the greatest Canadian heroes of all time. Bret Hart, apparently. Um... Mm-hmm. Let's see. What else? Okay. The Lion Babes debut album begin. I didn't get a chance to listen to it. You didn't get a chance to listen to it. You didn't get a chance to listen to it either. Nope. <laughs> that guy. I, I did not get a chance to listen to it. Yep. Point the finger at me. It's but, cool. um, <laughs> you know, you know, they're great artists. I don't know what to say. Um, Listen to it. Lion Babes begin. It dropped this week. Did any other music drop this week just before we get on the Grammys? Uh. 
Future? Future? Uh, Evil? Oh, we're not touching that till it drops. Yeah, because you know what? We don't know enough about it. The unfortunate thing is that it drops after this podcast is recorded. Yeah. So we will have a full... We'll, it'll be more than a week until we actually talk about it. Okay. So we've just opted not to talk about it. <laughs> Fair enough. You're right. Um, it'll be premiered on college college show in like an hour if you... But you don't have Apple Music, girl. I don't. I don't. Uh, That's okay. I, I I need to... You know what? I, I'm strongly considering doing a three-month trial and then just getting I think the three-month trial is over, bro. You got to pay for that. Uh, <laughs> you missed the boat on that. You missed the boat on... Apple trying to cheese me? Yeah. It's, it's, it's okay. They'll come out with another deal. They got to pay Taylor Swift, bro. Come on. Uh, um, anyway. Let's get to these Grammy predictions. Because the Grammys is on February 15th, which is a Monday, which is weird. Mm-hmm. But even though we have the day, it's on a Monday. That's so weird. Why? Because we have the Monday off, and I don't think you guys do. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> because it's our President's Day, and you guys don't have presidents. <laughs> you guys have those things. What are they called? Prime rib masters? <laughs> America. Oh America. We are not. Damn it. So are you going to do like a prediction style thing? What categories are we going to look at? Let's, let's go to the rap categories because obviously um, we are all fans of rap music and, you know, that is it. Um, mm-hmm. and let's go to rap quarter category, and then maybe we'll go to. Oh, we'll check a few other categories, we'll like best but, album. But probably. yeah, we'll do the big four. We'll do the big four too. So we'll do rap and big four. So for best rap performance, we have J Cole's apparently, Drake's back to back, Fetty Wap Trap Queen, um, Kendrick Lamar All Right, Nicki Minaj Drake and Lil Wayne Truffle Butter. And Kanye West, Theopolis London, Allen Kingdom, and Paul McCartney. Who's his first time appearing in the rap category, this Paul McCartney guy. Um, Can't wait till he drops his next mixtape. Never heard of him? Nope. Nah, all day. Um, Who do you think is going to win? I don't know if you have the categories in front of you. I do have the categories in front of me, and I think the favorite for this category... Only because he's he is up in the big four. It's it, it's likely going to go to Kendrick. I think. Mm-hmm. I think all right is is. I is feel that like great. it might. I exactly. also feel like, um, God, I'm really torn between back to back and all right, and I'm not. Wouldn't to- it? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. It- I'm not torn because of the obvious, because it would be awesome if it won. But it's legit like a great song. I feel like I feel like All Right should win because at this point it feels like lemon, salt, and like acid in the wound if back to back wins. Like I feel like that's too crazy. We can't give him all this. But I feel like you know, literally, like if you take for instance, you take Grammy voters. They're gonna vote on the song they know. Granted, All Right is a song that, you know, most people should know, but, like, Back to Back was a highly publicized song. <laughs> the, the, the thing was in, I was almost about to curse, thing was about, it was in, um, like, Entertainment Tonight and, like, all these other massive, you know, media outlets of just, like, yo, there's Drake and Meek Mill feud, and Drake really killed him. Even though they know nothing about rap, they're like, this Drake guy, you know, he really got, gave it to this Meek Mill character over here, this shifty Meek Mill character. Um... Yeah. If I had to pick one, I'd probably say "All Right" by Kendrick Lamar too. I feel like imagine, "All Right." I feel like "All Right" should win. I feel imagine, like, but imagine if back to back, if back to back wins, like people are saying, "Oh, this could be like the first diss track 
to to win a Grammy. But just outside of that, like that's too crazy. Like that's like the biggest L that like Meek Mill could take. I mean, be, as a as a result of you being stupid and trying to call out Drake, you allowed him to create a Grammy Award winning song. Grammy nominated is is amazing in itself. But the Grammy Award winning. Meanwhile, he's sitting home with his ankle bracelet, you know, <laughs> trying to fit through between the Grammys and Family Guy or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, it would be it would be it would be monumental if back to back win. Young ankle monitor. I'm gonna <laughs> young ankle monitor. Come <laughs> ankle. Um, um, but I think All Right is gonna win. Um, next up, we got best rap song collaboration. So we have Big Sean, Kanye West, and John Legend, One Man Can Change the World. We have Common and John Legend's Glory. We have Jadena and Roman, I don't even know his name. It's a very 18th century-ass name. Um, yeah. Jadena and the other dude that's on the song, Classic Man. Roman something. Um, G.N. Arthur. Um, These Walls by Kendrick Lamar, Bilal, Anna Wise, and Thundercat. And Nicki Minaj, Drake, Lil Wayne, Chris Brown only. Um... I don't know where this category is going because it confuses just, me looking at it. I'm just, it's like it's like a bunch of things I don't even play. To me, it's solely between Common and John Legend's Glory and Kendrick Lamar's These Walls. Like it's it's just easier. I mean, but one man can change the world, can potentially win as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things going on. I don't see Classic Man winning. I don't see them giving you know. A, 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 gra- a Grammy to a song where it's like, you know, I love BBW. I don't see that happening for Nicki Minaj's only, unfortunately. Um, but these walls, you got Kendrick Lamar, who's like 11 nominations. It'd just be easy to give him this. Re- if if he loses anything else, it's just easy mm-hmm. to give him this one as a buy. Um, but Common and John Legend's Glory is like won like Academy Awards and like Golden Golden Globes and stuff like that. Even though it won all that last year, so it's like out of everyone's minds at this point. But I think it, you know, I'm gonna probably gonna give it to Glory by Common and John Legend. Bruh. Yeah, I thought I thought I thought the uh, you actually touched upon a really good point. I thought uh, that the uh, the award voters were likely going to say, you know what, Glory has the Academy Award. Let's just give that one the Grammy to match as well. Because right. uh, it looks stupid that, if they didn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As being said, you know what? I, I, I feel as if like one man can change the world. It's a good it's a good collab, and it's probably the dark horse in all of this because mm-hmm. that actually did get quite a bit of play, and, and yeah. Big Sean performed it a lot everywhere. I mean, that's a song that could, that's definitely in consideration. But uh, if I have to pick one song, uh, I'll just give it to Glory. I'll agree with you, Meals. Yeah. What do you think, Carlos? I'm completely lost in this category because these are all songs that I have not listened to. Okay. Like, really? Well, only I've had li- I've listened to, but it's like it's not something that I've put in like heavy rotation. You haven't listened to Classic Man? Classic Man makes me want to strangle people. Okay, well, that's not gonna win. I um, hate that song. Um, oh my god. That is not classic at all. Um, You're right. Go with one man can I don't know. <laughs> one man can change the world. Can't go wrong there. It's a it's if it's Yeah. It's either one man can change the world has a good is a good shot. Um, best rap song. So we have All Day by Kanye West featuring the 27 songwriters. Dude, I want this to them. win because I want to see them have to print out all these Grammys to give to people. <laughs> Dude, listen. If this wins, it's got to be like the biggest like, Every year of- at the pre-show, homeboy from Jimmy, I think it's either Jimmy Jam or Terry Lewis. 
who's like announcing these categories. And every year Kanye is nominated, he has to go through every single songwriter. And there's eighty, there's eighteen people who wrote this song, and Mario Winans is one of them, for some reason. I didn't even know he wrote this. How? I don't know. I don't know. Mario Winans is somehow part of this record. I think French Montana's here somewhere too. Um, Vic Mensa's Mensa. here. Diddy's here. Uh huh. Mike Dean. Mike Dean. Here. Kendrick Lamar is here. You know, yeah. Like Kendrick is technically nominated for two categories, two songs in this category. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we have we have Kanye West all day. Um Kendrick Lamar's All Right. Um Drake's Energy, which is a weird one to pick. Mm-hmm. Um Common and John Legend's Glory and wait, wait, Lady Wops Wait, Queen. Energy's up there, but look at the yeah. names. Um, Dorfmeister, Graham, Marcus Kenzel, uh, Ob- I guess uh, O'Brien is one of the O'Brien guys from, is the O'Brien guy from OBO? OVO yes. OVO but Philip where Thomas. is Quentin Miller? Oh, that is true. Wait. Oh. This is very oh. shady. This is very shady. Oh. Yo, 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 hot take. Quentin <laughs> Miller is all who's leaking everything to me, Camille, and he's mad because he, <laughs> he didn't have He's still not going to be hot. Regardless, he's still not going to be hot. God, which one? Because his flow is garbage. <laughs> Rap song. I'm picking All Right by Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar is going to win that. I feel like right. Kendrick Lamar should win it. Yeah. I can't see them giving it to Trap Queen. God bless the Trap Queen. Um, oh, I thank God his run is almost over. Um, Fetties? Yeah. Because I feel like every song that he has is now nails on a chalkboard to me. It becomes like slowly but yeah, surely. Yeah, yeah. And Flex, because Flex wants to put on people in the tri-state area, he'll drop like Fetty songs. One after another, but won't let them play for long enough. Can't even get to the title of the song. You can't get to the verse in the song. You get to the intro, and he keeps just juggling, juggling, and dropping bombs, dropping bombs. Never gets to the damn track. Best rap album. So we have 2014 Forest Hill Drives by J. Cole, Mm -hmm. Compton by Dr. Dre. If you're reading this, it's too late, Drake. To Pimple Butterfly, Kendrick Lamar, and The Pink Print by Nicki Minaj. Outside of this Compton by Dr. Dre, I think this is a really solid <laughs> list of albums <laughs> I that are in say this. Because I was going to say it too. They're, um, I don't think Nicki Minaj is going to win mm-hmm. as good as I think her album is. I don't think. I don't think it's going to Drake either. I. They can't give Kendrick all of these nominations and not give this award to, to Kendrick. This is, this is. This is you realize Kendrick wins this award, like like this is, this makes up for the Macklemore incident years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. They have, the they Grammys are award. He's got eleven he nominations. You have to win this award. You know, tell that to like two thousand two India Ari who got eight nominations and went home with zero donut. Um, that was fucked up. Winner. I was like, oh my god, she had eight nominations, went home with nothing. Apply was, ice to that burn. Um, no, that wasn't a burn. What? I felt OD bad for her. I was like, oh my God. You said donut. You didn't say just zero. You went <laughs> you went hard and made a hand sign. <laughs> you didn't have to say that. <laughs> that actually no. happened. She was nominated eight times. She was best new artist, like album of the year, like best R&B album, best r And I think she just lost some like mad Beyonce songs and things like that. Oh man. Um, That's or Destiny burn. Child songs or something. Like, I mean, whatever was going on in 2002, 2001. Um... Let's see. We're going straight into R&B over here? Let's go with um, just Best Urban Contemporary Album. All right. Because that's some more that people know on this sort of podcast. Um, You've got Ego Death by the Internet. 
You Should Be Here by Kehlani, Blood by Leon Le Havis. I hope it's pronounced that. Um, <laughs> Wild Heart by Miguel and Beauty Behind the Madness by The Weeknd. Although I think The Weeknd's going to have it, I'm kind of rooting for Ego Death. I think everyone wants Ego Death to win. Mm-hmm. Because they're like the they're like they're like the lovable underdog in this. They came out with a good solid album, and it's like they didn't do anything to like appeal to the masses. Right. They came with like a heartfelt album. Um, I think yes. Yeah. Go ahead. The weekend's gonna the weekend's gonna win this one. I but know. I, I know. It's cool to see Ego Death. It would be really cool. The internet winning, man. Like, come on, Odd Future caning up another W. Come on, man. Right. That'd I think it's 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 easy to just. It's I, I'm I know it's a lob for the weekend mm-hmm. because he may not win in any other category he's nominated in, so this is just a lob to him. This is like a at least a Grammy to him, and it was weird because this before this year he was never nominated for a Grammy, um, besides being featured on the Drake album. Um, let's see, we're gonna go up to the big four. All right, let's go to best new artist. Here we go. Um, done done. Courtney, okay, I clicked the wrong thing. All right, you just brought up Google Docs, fam. Sure. Well, let's see. Courtney Barnett, um, James Bay, Sam Hunt, Tori Kelly, and Megan Trainer. I'd like to see. Uh, you know what? I didn't hear all of her uh, her latest album. Uh, sometimes I think when I sit, and sometimes I I think I I don't remember the actual album title. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll get, I'd like Courtney Barnett to win it. She's a, she's a pretty good artist. She's out of Australia, I believe. Mm-hmm. Love to see her win it. But uh, wouldn't surprise me if, if like people think like, hey man, let's just give it to slip it over to Megan Trainer a little bit, you know? But Courtney Barnett is my pick. Right. Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't know. I don't know if we're honest thinking the same thing, Carlos. But for the most part, we have no idea who these white people are. And that's the best <laughs> part about this because I can look at the best new artist category and be like. Who the hell are these people? Oh, and wait, you, they're best new artists. You feel no indifference when someone loses exactly. and someone wins. Exactly. Because we have no idea. We are not rooting for any of these people. I am going for Tori Kelly because she is wonderfully good looking. All right. I'm going for Megan Trainer because I feel bad for her now. Uh, <laughs> I don't. You know, her her name sounds too much like Waist Trainer. I don't like Waist Trainers. Um, so, this is really how you pick things. This is how I pick things I don't know by association with what I do know. That is how, you know, that's how you do it, man. Um, let's go song of the year. Mm-hmm. So we've got Kendrick Lamar, All Right. Mm-hmm. You've got Taylor Swift, Blank Space. You've got Little Big Towns, Girl Crush. You've got Wiz Khalifa featuring Charlie Puth. Puth? Puth? Um, Puth. Puth. Um, see you again. Puth. And Ed Sheeran's thinking out loud. Um, mm. I don't know you guys, but I can really see them just like lobbing into Ed Sheeran. Yeah, just Ed Sheeran, just because Under I feel table. like I feel like they're not gonna give it to Kendrick. Going Lamar. back to going back to what K. Michelle said, y'all some suckers for some blue eyed soul. But when this real R and B thing comes out, y'all don't ever want to support it. Head swivel, head swivel, bad weave. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for uh, the first K. Michelle quote in 48 episodes of Two Bones. The first K. Michelle quote actually ever, because um, I don't think anyone should quote her. Let's see. I'm going to go thinking out loud with Ed Sheeran. Just cause, like, it just feels like a song of the year. Mm-hmm. It feels like it. It just feels like it. If not him, Taylor Swift. But I don't want Taylor Swift to win. So I don't. I feel like she's the pinnacle of white privilege. But anyway. Uh, well, 
She is. Did you ever, like, one time, like, back when Kanye interrupted her at, like, the VMAs, I looked up her story to see if I would feel bad about it. And I was like, her dad was part of a Fortune 500 company. And then she just went into singing for fun. She is super well off, so. And I'm just like, come on now. There we go. (laughs) Uh, This is tough. I mean, obviously, I'd like to see Kendrick Lamar win, but I can also see the Grammy voters being like, nah, Kendrick, you want enough from the rap categories. Let someone else get a chance. Uh, Taylor Swift, I mean... That's not how they're choosing this. They're like, you know what? Eh, let's go for the other people in this. Let's go for yeah. the other people that we know, you know? Mm-hmm. You you always have to be skeptical when you think of rap and, and the Grammys, right? So I'm uh, always skeptical of rap and the Grammys, but I don't... I never think they're like, you know what? You've I'm just waiting for rap. all these people on these committees to die. So, like, younger people that understand what's going on in music now can, Supp- like, Supposedly there is a younger, more younger audience on it, but it's still dominated by, like, people over 50. So it's kind of, you know. That's not young at all. Yeah. They should ask us. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, to to qualify for a Grammy well, thing. You, yeah. I should just, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to see. I'm going to see. I'm gonna, Next year I'm going to try to qualify for a Grammy. Let's see if I can qualify for it. Or if I'm just, like, out of the gate, like, I don't qualify. Like, no, you have to be somebody. I'm like, all right, well, no, right. I'll be I'm somebody gonna, next year. I'm going to make an upset pick and say, see you again, Wentz. See you again. And then they put him on the screen, like, they just pull Paul Walker on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> this is for Paul. Thank you so much. We out. See you again, Wentz. All right. And then he gets to plug the song. And then, you know what? We never have to hear that song again. So thank you. <laughs> um, so depressing. Record it'll, of- still, it'll still be better than anything you hear off Khalifa. That's true. Probably. Um, record of the year. So we have Really Love by D'Angelo and the Vanguard. Very um interesting pick for the record of the year. I know. Um just any D'Angelo. Well no, I think he was nominated for a record of the year. Nonetheless. Um Mark Ronson and Bruno Mars Uptown Funk. Ed Sheeran's Thinking Out Loud, Taylor Swift's Blank Space, and Can't Feel My Face by the Weekend. Um I know right out the gate weekends can't feel my face. Should have not really ended up here. <laughs> really? Uh, I feel like it shouldn't have ended up here. Why not? I don't feel like it's that record that it's just like, oh, damn, this is this defines the year. Oh no! I mean, this is this is the record. This like is... everyone up until that point always thought, like, okay, you know, the weekend kind of sounds like Michael Jackson, it and sounds... then like, like he did his cover of Dirty Diana, and was like, yo, I was right, but like everyone was like, yeah, he still kind of does it. But, like, Can't Feel My Face is the track that basically The weekend says, you know what, screw it, I'm going to jump into this whole I sound like Michael Jackson thing, and it sounds magisterial. It's, it's amazing. I remember, I remember... I'm going to quote uh, you on that word. Yeah, magisterial. You can totally do that. But I remember uh, one of my friends at the radio station that I'm at at school has this music show, and he was mm-hmm. out in Europe for, like, a whole month. And he was like, yo, dude, like, I need you to host the show. So I'm hosting the show. It's the middle of the night. And out of nowhere, I'm just checking my Twitter, and it's like, "What? What do you mean there's a new weekend out? When you weekend out? Like, let me play this song. I played "Can't Feel My Face," and I my mind exploded that night. I was just like, "This is like this is like one of the craziest things I've heard." It was, so I have I have I have a, a deep attachment to it. So I would like to see "Can't Feel My Face" win. That, you... that being said, mm-hmm. it will probably go to like I don't know, maybe like I hope not Uptown Funk. Are you Ugh. saying that he made his album purposely sound like Michael Jackson to be nominated for Grammys? Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. 
keep in mind the weekend the weekend was at a point where you know everyone was really with the the whole obscure dark sounding thing Mm -hmm. Uh, but he himself had to make a a transition within himself he he had to come out of this of this shadow he was in where he was hiding himself and Mm -hmm. and and now shows his face Uh, did you read that new york times article yeah yeah about how he he had to change things in himself in order to be that that artist so i'm not gonna go so far as to say he had to sound like michael jackson to get a grammy but i mean definitely i think Definitely. Like there's, there's a way bigger pop feel, and I think when he realized he, he he probably realizes like okay you know what I have these Michael Jackson undertones or producers realize like I have like he has this you play off it push it off push it off like like use it like it would work perfectly and it works so Absolutely. I would love to have my face win but I can totally see like thinking out loud or I don't know about uptown funk I don't know about uptown funk I'm not sure about that thinking uh, out loud would probably work I'm <laughs> choosing in this category. <laughs> I'm probably just going to choose Taylor Swift's blank space. I feel like they just owe her one of them. It was like, all right, we're going to give you one of these. Nah, cool. I feel like it's going to go to Ed Sheeran because people were just eating his crap up this year. Ed, Ed Sheeran's, Ed Sheeran's magisterial. What was it? Magisterial? Magisterial. magisterial. Dude, that's going to, yo, if I go into Mexican wrestling. magisterial, If I go way. into Mexican wrestling, that's going to be my name. He's dope, El Magisterial. Man. That's hilarious. Ray Magisterial over here. Um, <laughs> let's see. Album of the year. So we have Alabama Shake, Sound and Color. Uh-huh. We have Kendrick Lamar's The Pimper Butterfly. Mm-hmm. We have Chris Stapleton's Traveler. We have Taylor Swift's 1989. And we have The Weeknd's Beauty Behind the Madness. Um, It's tough. The Pimper Butterfly is my pick. It's that, tough. I didn't have to think that it's very tough because it's, there, are, there are some outstanding albums. It's tough because, like... I can easily see Taylor Swift 1989 winning because, you know, as annoying as we think we are, it was still a pretty good album. And it was received really well by a lot of different outlets and critics. But, of course, that doesn't necessarily mean you'll win. Um, Alabama Shakes Sound and Color, another, like, because 10, usually for these, like, album of the years category, they kind of go for these dark horses, unless you're, like, Adele, where it's just, like, obvious, like, nigga, I mean, oh, shit. Um... <laughs> but I said, like, I said you didn't have to call me that. I didn't say you didn't have to say it. Okay, well, I'm just not going to say it because I might end up calling you it. Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, let's uh, avoid that conflict completely. Right. It's, uh, let's just avoid it completely. Sounding Color by the Alabama Shakes. I could see it winning just because, like, it's the Dark Horse category, and that usually is the one. I think usually everyone sort of um, – most people's votes cancel out when trying to vote for two major things and then like one of them get, end up like squeaking by so i could see alabama shakes sound and color winning but i really think and i'd be really disappointed if it didn't win i really think to pimp a butterfly is going to win and i'd be really really disappointed if it didn't win i'm with you i'm mm-hmm. with you i think this of all the awards that's out there i, I think kendrick's going to clean up on the rap awards but for him to to not win album of the year, I think I'd be genuinely disappointed. I mean, just like 1989, TPAB was very well received. But I felt like for some reason this past year, a lot of people, especially mm-hmm. a few months after, were kind of going out of their way to be like, yo, like the Pippa Butterfly is so cool. Like it's such a good album. Like right. it's, it's really good, which is weird because in the first like two weeks after it dropped, I had a few people come up telling me like, 
they didn't like the album because it didn't have a abstract. lot of like Mad City. Mm-hmm. Right. It was too like too abstract and like too black to a certain extent. Like it was too like like powerful in that way. But like how is rap black. too black? That sh- that that just kills me when people say that. Gotcha. I know it's crazy. I know, right? It's crazy. Like people say that it's like it's too black. Like what? Like what does that mean? Right. Um to pimp a butterfly, Kendrick Lamar. Well, to say I would be super disappointed if it didn't win, I feel like it's setting me up for disappointment <laughs> immediately because the Grammys have got it wrong. A lot of times. A right. lot of times out of a lot of times. <laughs> They've like uh it's very rarely like before when music when was um the music industry was I guess you were more popular by the talent that you had and the voices and the music that you made, the actual artistry of it. When it was determined by that, I think it was a lot clearer of mm-hmm. who would win. But now there's so many other factors and variables that, you know, cloud people's judgment that it may not win. And I could see it not winning, but I'd still be super disappointed if it didn't win. Um, to me, it's either between To Pimp a Butterfly and Sound and Color, and I'm just going to choose To Pimp a Butterfly. And it would be the, it would end up being the third rap album ever to win a Grammy. And I made, in this article I wrote for the Grammy predictions, sorry if I'm like, I don't know if you want to make a prediction. I just looked at the time and I was like, oh man. Oh, do you want to make a prediction? Oh, because I was going like wild, crazy. I feel like all right, water. Um, <laughs> to Bimpo Butterfly should get it; mm-hmm. it deserves it definitely. But I feel like they're going to end up sliding this under the door to either Taylor Swift or who else is on the, or maybe The Weekend. But that's like The Weekend is the far stretch out of it. Yeah, it's the far stretch out of it. Um. Because we don't know how these old people really feel about this music or if they just have, like, a Taylor Swift fetish. I feel like it would be a good time for To Pimp a... It would be... Excellent, because it's Black History Month. That too. All right, well. It's excellent. See that coming. Um, you didn't? No, didn't. Why do, why do I feel as if, like, if Kendrick Lamar doesn't win at least, like, half of his awards... He won't. Twitter's going to go into it. And I think he will. But I don't like, think so. But if he wins, but if also if he if he doesn't win album of the year, I wonder how people are going to react to that. I think people will react the same way they react every year when the person who has the album of the year doesn't win album of the year, like Beyonce and the you know the um what's his face Beck, the Beck yeah, situation, Beck. Mm-hmm. right? Um. A few years ago, not even Kanye West, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, that wasn't even nominated for Album of the Year, and it was a great-ass album. And everyone called it. It was Album of the Year. It it boggles my mind to see how many critics can just, like... It's I guess it's the distinction between the music industry and actual, like, the writing part, because it boggles my mind every year to see how many critics call something an Album of the Year... And then when it gets to the Grammys, it's completely fucking different. Mm-hmm. Shit. <laughs> Every you time. You get a double word score, my friend. I got to say that. Right um, Congratulations. Every time. And, you know, it's just it's just weird. It's just oh, weird. Oh, my God. So, um, to Pimp a Butterfly, two rap albums have won rap album of the year before this. And it was Lauryn Hill's Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. And it was 
um, Outcasts, The Love Below, and Stank, not Stankonia, sh- shoot. Speaker Box. Speaker Box and The, the Love, Love Below. Below. Um, and actually, both of those were their second nominations in Album of the Year that they won. So maybe this, I mean, this is Kendrick Lamar's second time in Album of the Year. Maybe this is the time you pick it up. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for... That's it for Grammy predictions. That's it for Grammy predictions. That's it for our show, honestly, because we've gone so long. Uh, damn, really? Yeah, yeah, we've gone so long. Like, we've just had an hour with you, and we did, like, another hour prior to this. So Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I don't... Can I can I can I spare like ninety seconds for a mini rant? Do yeah, go ahead. Not- Please rant. Drop it. Cool. Because uh, while we are going in on uh, the Grammy Awards, which the world will be fixated on uh, in a few months, Canada will likely be fixated on its own awards, uh, the Juno Awards, which are you know not as big as the Grammy Awards, but you know some Canadians like to tune in. And I normally I don't normally tune in, mm-hmm. but uh, this year I would have tuned in because uh, Montreal producer Kate Renata, who you know actually produced a girl off of ego death from the internet was mm-hmm. actually nominated for uh dance best dance recording uh for 2016 and it was like massive that was like the dude's first uh juno nomination and all of a sudden the juno nominate the junos uh revoked his uh nomination why here's here's the issue the song that k Trinata submitted uh was a song called at all uh which actually samples a shaka khan song and uh, it was released on SoundCloud in like 2013, but it was released officially on iTunes uh, in 2050. So like in April. So you'd think like, all right, maybe it would have been eligible. But this year, for whatever reason, the Juno said, you know what, we're going to you, you released it in 2013 on SoundCloud. I don't know, man, we're going to have to shut that down. And uh, You know, Kate Renata obviously not happy about it. He's saying that the Canadian music scene is so out of touch disqualified it he's he's upset and i would be upset too so i I gotta give i gotta give the biggest head shake to uh the the juno awards i know i know you guys don't care about canadian music but i have to add the shot no i actually do i I have a lot of producers canada's there there. and they make great music and they've been running all of our you know music and pop radio and yeah and you know our 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 jackets i think you guys are planning sleeper agents what's the code word is it pauteen or whatever is it called Wait, what did you say? What is the code word for their like the sleeper agents? What is it? Poteen? Like, I I, I have no clue about that. Um, <laughs> and I knew if I knew, like, I I would I think like I wouldn't be able to tell you. Are you right. a Canadian super soldier? Uh, I don't think I should be. I, have, I don't think <laughs> I should have to tell you. Like, I shouldn't do. You that. look mad athletic. Right, right. All right. Um, <laughs> you look mad athletic. <laughs> That's I'm a super soldier. Come on, man. Let's That's see. crazy. What else do we got? Um, are there any sort of Montreal artists that you can put us on? Uh, outside of Patronata, man, uh, there's a, a, you know what? I will use this opportunity to plug myself here. I just dropped, uh, an interview that I did with these two, uh, guys from, uh, this little city outside of Montreal called Laval. Uh, mm-hmm. they go by the names of Green Hypnotic and High Classified. Green Hypnotic's been rapping for like the last like 10 years. He's more locally known. It's been a slow grind for him, mm-hmm. but, uh, that's a guy. He just dropped a project called Emotions. That's really good. You should check that out on his SoundCloud, Green Hypnotic and High Classified. It's like 22 years old. This producer who is signed to A-Track's label, uh, Fool's Gold. Gold. Oh, he yeah. is. I've, I've, I remember posting um, his tracks, some of his tracks, but I still had This Goes In. And I think it was not so much, maybe it was his tracks, and maybe it was also he produced tracks for BDT. So, or just totally. associated with them. 
totally possible. You man, we, we like we didn't even touch up on the fact that like if it wasn't for BDT, we wouldn't have come across on Twitter. Yep. It's literally because of BDT. That's that's literally what happened. It's it's crazy. BDT, big dreams team. Shout out to you guys and uh yeah. Montreal doing your thing. Um very, very supportive of you guys. I have to go I actually feel like I have to go to Montreal now. I think we should, you know. Yeah. Just one day. I know. People who all of um at least my Montreal. There are a lot of producers I want to meet up there. Are asking to come up there, Leslie and Oh, people yeah. from BDT and all. I think Leslie's gonna give us like a free yoga class. We could do two belts does sure, yoga. Sure, let's do that. Um, any any last things you want to plug, Julian? Before uh, we go, I, I think I've I've plugged away. I've plugged enough. Do you have a Twitter? Uh, Julian the intern is the uh, the Twitter handle you can follow. All right, soon to be. Wait, wait, what's the one that we can't follow? Uh, I don't know, like. Julian, the intern is like the Twitter handle that I have. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, I thought you had a second one. I was like, All right. secret uh, Twitter. I no, I, I just, I probably just worded it really weirdly. I'm sorry. It's okay. Oh, yes, yes. The, the words. Um, Semantics. Right. Julian, thank you for coming through, my friend. This has been man, thank great, you for having me, man. This has been a great podcast. We are learning the ways of technology. And Canada. Via this Google Hangout. Um. Yeah, so... We're going to close out here. It was great talking to you, man. Um, Luke. See you later. Oh. See you. Yeah.